Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Runger Radio, where we bring you a little temporary sanity in an insane world. Got lots of good stuff tonight. Ed McCarthy is going to be our guest, photographer for Todd since 1982. How about that? So let me get my gear on here for a second. Here we are. And I have got some other stuff to tell you, so I'm going to make sure I break out in some of that here, and Ed will be calling in a little while. If you want to call in tonight, talk to Ed at 646-716-9262. All right, so if you missed the show last week, we had an announcement, a special announcement show. Chasm Sultan will be touring with Todd on the next leg of the arena tour, replacing Matt Bolton, not Rachel Hayden. So Chasm will be playing guitar. Chasm will be playing keyboards. And we will have Todd Chasm, Rachel Prairie, and Jesse Grass on the stage if you go to any of these shows. Rumors are around that are pretty solid, that they're looking for some gigs in October. So hopefully you'll be able to see Todd. Hopefully he'll be in your neck of the woods. We don't know where that's going to be and if that's even true, but odds are good. So hopefully that will be happening soon. Of course, he's going to Europe. Uh, if you haven't seen on the MySpace page, Todd Rundgren Music, he has signed an agreement for an LP release, the new arena release over there in the U.K. So that's good for our U.K. friends. And, of course, he's going to be touring there in November. So that's always good. They'll get to see him over there. I know they're always eager to do that. So Todd's been to Japan. Now he's going to Europe. Of course, touring the States. What more could you ask for? So if you want information on those tours, it's simple to find. trconnection.com, concert tour information. Or you can go to myspace.com backslash Todd Runger Music, and you can find it there. There's always good information on that page, including the information if you're curious about details on the U.K., uh, album company, etc. that's going to be helping push that over there in Europe. All right, so what else do we have for you? Lots of good stuff. So I'm going to share some. Sorry about all the walking around and breathing heavy and everything. Let me check this call right quick, see if that's Ed already. Let's see. Well, I'll try to check. All right, 845. Is that you, Ed? Yep. Hey, man, how you doing? All right, how you doing? How are you all out there in Radio Land? <laughs> Everybody's doing good, man. They're 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 crying about Todd coming to Boston because he hasn't been there, I guess, in a while. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think he just did a uh, show with the Cars, but it was a private party. Yeah, we didn't get invited to that one. Ah, uh, well, I didn't <laughs> either. So, but yep. uh, Boston's always a great city to see him in. Yeah. I bet that would be a great show. Chasm did a show over there recently, too. Grady Motes put together. Greg Hawks was there and got up on stage with him for a little while, and Jesse played with him and Doug Kennedy. Good stuff. But there was uh, a couple other things I do know, because you told me. (laughs) I think we know, and I think it's totally confirmed, so don't This is a secret. Nobody else is supposed to know, but we'll only let the people listening here. Only the listeners of Runner Radio get this kind of scoop, and do not book your flights and all that stuff, because you always would tide. 
stuff gets in the works, and sometimes it gets rearranged. But we believe that on December 21st, Todd will be back at the Bearsville Theater. That show went so well, I guess it's time for a little return. And I heard that right from the manager of the theater's ears. How about that? She was telling Miss Angie, the uh, karaoke, uh, I guess, DJ, and I happened to be standing right next to her. So it was confirmed the other night, Thursday night, when I was up in the Bearsville Theater. So I was coming back, and then I asked her again later, and she said, yes, he's coming back. Return engagement, December 21st. Very nice. So at least we know one. Of course, the blender is going to be the 26th and the 27th. Correct. Annapolis, Maryland at the Rams Head on the 30th, which I believe is sold out. It's only about a 200, 250-seat venue. Yeah, it's supposed to be very small there. Yeah, very cool, very intimate concert. Which, speaking of, Ed, and I apologize, I've got to make one more announcement. It's going to take sure. a few minutes. Speaking of intimate concerts, Runger Radio, this month will be our first year anniversary, August the 29th, which happens to be the same night Todd's doing a Sgt. Pepper deal over in Vegas. So me and a few others were thinking about this. you got that show, and then Saturday night you have the Tubes, which, of course, is Prairie Prince. And Michelle Rundgren, of course, used to be with the Tubes. A lot of a lot of connections there. Todd, of course, produced Tubes albums, a couple of them. So we thought, what a great weekend that would be. Why don't we find a way to top it, make it a little bit better, make a trifecta. So what we've done, and we have finally, that's why I'm kind of <laughs> worn out today, been still working up to the last minute so I can make this announcement tonight. We have finalized everything for an intimate Todd gig a private gig on Sunday night in Vegas. So if you're going to be there for that weekend and you're interested in this, shoot me an email at rungrenradioearthlink.net. This is going to be a birthday party bash, Rungren Radio, one year. So it's we have um, already given a heads up to some of the people that have been very good to the station and have helped us, if that's what you want to call it, the station, that have helped us out. So we already have some people lined up that are going to be there. You know, some big Todd heads that we know are already going to be in Vegas, some people that have helped out with the site. Uh, of course, Cruiser Mal, but she's involved as one of the team leaders. It's myself, Steve Hartstein over in Texas, Cruiser Mal in Texas, and Darnell Corbett in California. We have put this thing together. It's a fan-based concert. It will feature Jesse, Rachel, Prairie, and Todd, and it will be somewhere in Vegas, and we're going to limit it to about 100 people. So we've got a few slots open. If you're interested in that, again, shoot me an email, and hopefully it will still be open by the time I get your email, and we will try to get you in on this. But we are going to limit it because the whole purpose is to make it a very small group and a very special concert, and that is going to be August the 31st. So rungrenradioearthling.net, let me know if you're interested in that, and uh, come party with the crew. A lot of people going. Uh, I believe Michelle Rungren is going to be there. Uh, John Forensic has shown interest in being there because he'll be there for the Sergeant Peppers already. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Who's who Todd fans and other people? Why don't you come join us? Have you in New York, though? Sounds you? good. It sounds like something <laughs> Elvis might show up at, too. <laughs> Especially being in Vegas. Well, since you said that, Elvis, you're invited. <laughs> if you're still alive, hook, hook us an email. Thank you very much. Yeah, look at that. I'm sure it was a, a look 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 <laughs> I really love that song. I sold a lot. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Okay. Enough of that. Let's move on. Let's talk about Ed McCarthy, photographer since 1982 for Todd Rundgren, or with Todd Rundgren, or however you want to define it. Sanctuary albums, programs. 
You name it. You've done it, right? And the big well, news is... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was going to let you talk. You were on a roll there. You were... I was on a roll. I was going to say, the big news is the cover uh, for uh, Billy James' new book. You're going to have that one. Yep, yep. Uh, Billy James and I, uh, we did the uh, first uh, book. Uh, it's called The uh, Dream Goes On Forever, the continuing saga of uh, Todd Rundgren. And now there's a volume two uh, that's been in uh, production for quite a long time. I understand whoever is doing the, uh, what do they call it, like the editing on it has been kind of slow. So if everybody <laughs> knows who that is, yeah, they know. can gently, I hear he's doing a fabulous job. And I'm really pleased to hear that. But if he could be just a little faster, there's so many people waiting to see the new book. And well, uh, we'd like to get it printed now before Christmas so people can buy it as presents. Uh, he got a little distracted by having to go to Hawaii for a few days. Oh, okay. But uh, he should be back in gear. And I think, I've talked to him, he calls this show a lot, and I think he's about ready. I think there's only like a couple chapters that have to be fine-tuned. I think there's two more chapters. So yeah. everybody it, calls it, him and yells at him. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been doing it. I want to read it too, you know, about that time. This is going to be 1977 and 1987. I believe so, yeah, or 88 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The good the good news is, though, if it's going to take a little bit longer, which it has, because we all thought it would be out by Todd's birthday, mm-hmm. is that, you know, hopefully it will be um, the, the improvements from the problems with the first one, mm-hmm. which the first one, you know, it's the only one. It's it's uh, Billy doesn't make any money off that, and God bless him for doing it. But, you know, the fonts were kind of strange, some people thought, and some of the books weren't put together as well. That wasn't his fault. That was the company that made mm-hmm. them. But, and some editing issues, but that's all, you know, supposed to be taken care of this time around. You, you live and learn, and that's, that's part of what Bill's doing. <laughs> well, yeah. Because <laughs> so we have to get to work on Volume 3. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. So we have to get out and sell Volume 2, because we have to do from 1987 to 88 till uh, present. Keep it going. So you'd have, let's see, you go uh, 88 to 98. Yeah, you got two, you actually got two more issues after that to go out just to get caught up. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. gotta, you know, Todd's gonna have a bigger biography than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, uh, if Dale Carnegie was just alive and could write one, wouldn't that be great? Uh, All right, so tell me a little bit about the Sanctuary albums. What kind of work did you do on those for Todd? Uh, just supplied the uh, pictures. It was uh, pictures out of the archive, and I did a. Uh, uh, it was like a sequence of. Uh, there was a thing that was done. I think one of the first nights of the uh, tour, the Nearly Human tour where he was doing uh, For the Want of a Nail. And when he does his uh, James Brown where he you know, gets down there, somebody ran out with a uh, with a thing like a cape like they used to do for James Brown and put it on him, and it wound up being staying in the act. So that was one of my favorite things every night. I'd you know, concentrate on getting pictures of that. So I sent a, kind of like a sequence of those type of shots, and Sanctuary liked them, and they used them on one of their uh, album covers. And then there was another one I did. I don't think it was Sanctuary. Uh, it was a shot of Todd, I believe, taken in the uh, Ritz in New York where he has this, like, wild paisley shirt. It was from the two-week wonder tour where he had a little uh, goatee and kind of looked like uh, Peter O'Toole from Beckett. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they wound up using that. They liked that one. That's the one that's on the uh, Encore series, right? Yeah, yeah, it's extended versions or something. It's called. Yeah, yeah it's a live show. It's actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That a lot of people have that one because you know it's, it's stuff that they they might have already had, but it's a really good CD. Yes, and it I, is. I uh, I hate to say this because everybody's gonna be like, ah, here we go. But it's it's my favorite. Hello, it's me version. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's just really cool sound. It's got some um, good keyboard in it, and it, it's and we've listened to a ton of them. Matter of fact, I made a CD with 14 different versions on it when we were talking about it a while back, and that's still the best. It's live and it's my favorite. Now, a lot of people like the big one with the nearly human group and all that, and that's nice too. So anyway, I digress. That's a, a cool album cover and a really cool album, and uh, you should get both. And I thought your favorite would be the one from Back to the Bars. That's a good one as well. Yep. 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 I just like that. That's there's a little sound in that one that's just a little bit different that I like, and I like them all personally. But it's uh, it's cool, and I like that album cover because you took the picture. Oh, thank you. All right, I'll, I'll send you the five dollars for saying that. Well, you know what's funny about those pictures in that time? They really don't look like Todd. The Todd that you know you most of the time see from earlier and later pictures. Right. You know when he doesn't have the multicolored hair and in those pictures and just I don't know, just different looking. Not that he had it the whole time, but you know most of the time. And most. It's funny you mentioned the multicolored hair. Joey uh, Mullen from Badfinger said when he first met Todd. Uh, I guess that was around the time of the uh, Todd album. And Todd was hired as their producer, and he said he walked in the studio. He thought that Todd looked like a rooster, <laughs> with his hair done up and all the different colors and stuff. But yeah. Joey is a is a very uh, very funny guy, a very yeah. smart guy. I think Joey's called Todd a rooster in another form of fashion name a couple of times too. But hopefully they've kissed and made up by now. Oh no no no! They uh, they were at uh, together. I did pictures uh, at a couple of the uh, Walk Down Abbey Road uh, tours. Yeah. They appeared together and they, you know, they go along quite fine. You know, Great. I've got some pictures of them uh, together with some fans and uh, holding up the Straight Up album that oh, someone okay. produced. Yeah. So what do you do with these pictures? I mean, why, I, I'm, you know, how do people see these, or are there ways to, I have to keep them? Closets, and storage <laughs> rooms, and <laughs> uh, why, why was it uh, so hard for um, uh, allegedly to have pictures for this Billy James book? Did you not it was, pony up, or? It was hard to have pictures for the that's book. What, that's what uh, somebody claimed that's got it in their hands now. Said, oh, I'm having trouble getting pictures. Trouble getting pictures. Oh, yeah. No, not that I know of, but. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was the 77 to 82 period that you weren't around. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, the first time I heard Todd was with Utopia in a place called The Chance in Poughkeepsie, New York. And uh, I think it was October of 1982. But, you know, I had been a fan since the very first uh, Naz record, but I never actually got to see him until then. Hmm. Uh, and I took pictures from the very first show I was at. Yeah? When I had to smuggle my camera in. <laughs> oh, did you? You were sneaking it in at the time, huh? Yeah, well, it was the first show. I, I smuggled it in. So. All right. Well, how, when did you officially get you know credentials to do that after the Sanctuary album or? Did uh, no, no, I I kind of fell into it the same way I, I also did a lot of pictures for Bill Clinton and I kind of like fell into it. Uh, I had uh, done pictures at a couple of shows and uh, I had a chance to go to Bearsville, so I had some eight by tens made up and uh, I was going to drop them off uh, for Todd at his uh, video studio. Mm-hmm. And just by chance, when I pulled up to go in to do that, he happened to be pulling up, so I got to hand them to him direct. And uh, I knew some of the people at Bearsville Records at the time, and I had talked to them, a girl named Jill. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had, you know, negotiated to get me photo passes at a couple of Utopia shows. And, you know, then I met Mary Lou, and, you know, and I had worked for a publication called Music Machine Magazine. And I did an interview with Chasm when they were coming out with the Oblivion album. And then from about that time on, I was getting, you know, photo passes uh, through them. And then, you know, over the years, turned into laminates, and the rest is history. 
No, I, yeah. I do. I do most of the shows. I try and do a lot of a lot of the shows on the East Coast. Now, did you did you do any work for the new album that's coming out? Uh, did I do it? No, other than I saw the show for the first time at the Bearsville uh, Theater. What'd you think? Oh, fabulous! It was great, and I uh, like the first uh, six or seven songs are really you know boom 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 boom. You know, I like that he's doing a couple of covers in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And uh, and then he goes in through his uh, new album uh, practically nonstop, the whole album, and then they end with uh, "Couldn't I Just Tell You" and "Just One Victory." Yeah, that's cool. It's really uh, yeah, I like the finale a lot. And some people don't like the covers, and some people do. I guess it depends on how many times you see them. If you go oh, a lot, you see those I, covers. I, I'll tell you an idea I have. I think to, like I should tell Todd what to do. Yeah. I think he should do a whole album of '60s covers. Yeah, uh, funny yeah. you say that because yeah. we had a we did an interview with Todd. Mm-hmm. At Todd Stock on RunningRadio.com, and mm-hmm. there was a question from a person in the audience that asked him to do that, uh, that he should try to do some covers. And, and I, I think her point was not to actually just blatantly copy them like he does at the shows, but to kind of make them a little better, maybe mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. I don't want to speak for her, but I think that's what, what she meant. And he said, well, give me a name of a song, and she got put on the spot and couldn't think of one. But now I know for a fact she has a list, so we'll see. But he is doing, I don't know if you knew this, He's going to do some type of EP, which typically means four to five songs, of Robert Johnson covers. Oh, wow. Mix up Robert Johnson. I don't know how he's going to do it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. like um, it's been done before. Robert Johnson's been covered so many times or redone. Right. But, uh, that'll be interesting to see how that is. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. But I, I like the idea of the uh, of the uh, 60s covers. You know, over the years he's done stuff like uh, <clears throat> the uh, Good Vibrations cover, which sure. I like to mess with people. I play them together, the Beach Boys and his, and <laughs> almost one hundred percent of the time, people guess. Well, the better version is the Beach Boys, and that's this one. And they always pick his as the better version, uh, right? thinking they're people? picking the Beach Boys over him, <laughs> which is pretty funny, I think. But yeah. uh, well, he's been known uh, to do it. I mean, the, the, of course, Deep Face the music wasn't actually covers, but it was uh, pretty much a blatant imitation. And then uh, Faithful, of course, had covers on it. So uh, I think that the biggest issue with the covers now is Lunatic Fringe and. I guess he's still doing the one from the call. He's been doing that now for a couple of years. Yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Great songs. I wish he'd oh. record them. Yeah. And of course, he does while my guitar gently weeps. Oh, I'd like to see that. Which again. is, uh, which is, I mean, he isn't doing it in this tour, but I, I heard him do it, and it's, uh, it's fabulous. It's very, yeah, it's a very great touching. YouTube yeah. Where he does it with Ethel, uh, it's good stuff. Um, so you know, the Bears will show. I'm really jealous because I mean I've been to several of them already, and, and I love them every time. But people are really hemming and hawing about how great that show was and that venue. So it's cool he's going back. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, great uh, venue. It's uh, I guess a transformed barn with extensions on it, but it's gorgeous inside. You know, it looks like you're in uh, Bavaria or someplace or a ski lodge or something. But it's very, very unique, one of a kind looking venue. And the the bar part is all uh, glassed in, where you can look into the actual theater part and. They even built a platform and a, and a semi-secondary balcony in the bar part so that people could look out through the glass and see them and stuff. And it was pretty cool. That's it was nice, very, yeah. very hot in there, though. Yeah, but Oh, uh, was it? No air? Yeah. yeah I know Grady well, they had air, but it just was so packed with people. It, uh, sure. Body heat. Yeah. yeah Brady Mose was there, Veggie Girl, Dan Stick, Dustin 29. A lot of people we know that listen to the show and call in. It was, uh, it was big time, and they've given it nothing but rave reviews. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And, of course, the... The location, the uh, the Bearsville Theater, is on the property where Todd had his uh, video studio, and I believe the property was owned uh, by Albert Grossman at one time, or may even still be by yeah. his estate. I'm not positive on that. And it's right next door to Bearsville Records, 
which still maintains an office there on Wittenberg Road, which is on the corner. Yeah, it's definitely a, a more of a nostalgic show than some of the others, and there's a lot of history there, and I bet that would be really cool. So it'd be nice to go December 21st. It's going to be tough for travelers, though, because it's right around the holidays. And But, wow, what a, what a neat place to see. Well, the tip is, is if you come up there, you need to get the hotel in Kingston, you know, because there's really no hotels in Bearsville. Mm. But, uh, you know, just go to Kingston, New York. Kingston, <laughs> Book your York. hotel now. Yeah, and then you just drive eight miles up Route 28 and get on 376 and go over to 212 and juggle on over into the Bearsville Theater. It's only about 10 miles from Kingston. There you go, folks. More oh. scoop on Runner Radio. We hook yeah. you up here. <laughs> and we give you directions. <laughs> That's it. We can even give you directions. And and I, I'm not sure if the tickets are on sale yet, though, but, I mean, they have a website for the Bearsville Theater you can you can flood that. Okay. All right. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, going back to your photography with the Sanctuary Islands. We did that. What about the programs? I know you've been in some programs. They don't even do those anymore. But uh, Yeah, he did a couple of programs that I supplied a bunch of uh, pictures for. As a matter of fact, one that's kind of funny, I was uh, showing pictures to Eric Gardner, his manager, and I was trying to hide one because it was a slide where light had leaked through the, the sprockets. I forget how. And it like was like green streaks, and and I'm trying to hide it, not to show him that one. And Eric spotted. He goes, "Oh, let me see that." He goes, "Oh, I like that." And it wound up uh, in the in the program, which was kind of funny, but it was like a cool effect, you know, an accident, but it was a cool effect. Yeah. What, do you know what program that was? Uh, hmm. No, I can tell you about the year. It was like about somewhere around like 1989, 90, 91, mm-hmm. something like that. that yeah, that I've time seen frame. a few programs floating on eBay, nearly human, uh, Angora, several of those out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I guess you. Well, do you get credited in those? Uh, I believe. Yeah, I believe my name is in them. I have copies of them somewhere. You know, just like I saved all my Nexus calendars. There you go. Uh, yeah, and Utopia I have, Times. All right, cool. I have uh, piles of uh, Utopia Times uh, issues and stuff that I you know loaned out to Billy for you know to look for different stuff. Now, you made contributions to that, a lot of pictures in that, right? Yeah, no, I always used to send in stuff to Murph, and uh, Murph was a super, super person there, very dedicated, and did a fabulous job on those. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember we did a thing which still hasn't uh, been used. I did a uh, photo shoot uh, with Todd that the purpose of it was him with the, what they call the fool guitar, the psychedelic Gibson, Mm -hmm. and it was for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is like before they built it, you know, when they were just assembling stuff. And I was probably about 1985 or 86, and we ran a picture in there. But as of yet, they haven't done anything with them out there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my uh, my sore spots. I, I uh, you know, regardless of what Todd thinks, I think he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Matter of fact, I actually uh-huh. was lucky enough, I play in a group myself, an old 60s group. I'm not an original member, but I play with the Human Beings. Mm-hmm. That had to hit nobody but me. I do some jobs with them, and oddly enough, they are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame due to the fact that they originated in Ohio. And what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did is induct everybody who was from Ohio into this display called Hang On Sloopy, the Bands of Ohio. Oh, yeah. So, so I got to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, they rolled out the red carpet for us, and they were they were very very nice out there. But I got to say my piece to them, and I says, you know, actually I was talking to the wrong audience because <laughs> the curators and everybody all love Todd and and agree with me. I says, you know, I says this place, he should be here. I mean, you know, how could you not have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and I have Todd Rundgren uh, in it? And they agreed, but they said that's the powers that be in New York have to decide that. 
So all of you out there in Radio Land, get your cousins, your mothers, your fathers, your brothers, your sisters, your children, start a letter-writing campaign and send it you know, to whoever, Jan Warner or whatever his name is, and uh, uh, I can't remember the other guy, but you can look him up on there. I understand the, the one guy that always brings up Let's Bring Todd into the Rock and Hall of Fame is Paul Schaefer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but other than that, uh, you need some more votes there on there. So maybe if we get a letter writing campaign going, wouldn't that be there fun? There you go, a little petition or something. Big yeah. Paul Schaefer is uh, if you haven't caught it yet, radio 2 dot com. The let the um, number two. There's an interview with uh, Todd that Paul Schaefer did on one mm-hmm. of the over 50 interviews we have on that website. So check it out. Now, the thing about the Hall of Fame, there's a couple things. One, uh, a lot of people don't think Todd you know, really cares about that, and he probably doesn't. But it can't hurt your career to be in the Hall of Fame, number one. And then Michelle did tell us, Michelle's wife was on the show, and said that they right. have inquired about putting together an area in the Hall of Fame display of Todd's, some of Todd's stuff. And, is at, and she's asked fans to send her an email if they have something that she, you know, that they thought might be cool to have in this Hall of Fame, uh, you know, display of Todd Rundgren. And sometimes... Uh-huh. That is a hint that he may be about to get in, or the person may be about to get in, or the band, and maybe That's it's it. not. But uh, you know, if, we have the Sound City piano that the original Utopia used to use. There you go. That we would donate good. that. There you go. So you should. We, hit Michelle we have it in the human being storage room, but we have is it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is it again? It's the piano. It's, a, it's the Sound City is the brand name. It's a piano harpsichord, electric piano harpsichord, that was used by the I think the eleven piece original Utopia band. Nice. That would be uh and it survived a fire up in West Hurley, so <laughs> But it's on damage. It, it plays fine, yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd yeah. be neat. Yeah. yeah. So they're looking for stuff like that and you know it's um it's in Cleveland, which is a huge you know, Todd fans over there are unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. like one of his top spots. I was to the January show in uh, in Cleveland and it was really a great show, a lot of people and very enthusiastic fans, and I had always heard that, but that was the first Ohio show, or actually the second one I did. I did do one in Youngstown, which is the original home of the human beings, uh, and I did this one recently in January in uh, Cleveland, and it was magnificent. See, Cleveland would be, if Todd gets in the Hall of Fame and and has some kind of performance for that or whatever, it's going to be unreal. The Todd heads, they're going to go in there and support that. It, it'll be just insane. And it'll be a lot of fun, so I'd love to see it just for that, you know, that purpose. Just another excuse for a get together, which we like to have a lot of those here. Like the biggest thing is just like, okay, what what can we do to uh, get everybody together, and have a good time, and man, there you they go. Should put like a producers section at least in there for him in the Hall of Fame. That's the man, yeah, that's the thing. You look at the um, even if the Hall of Fame is crazy and don't don't like his do not like his music. I mean, just that out of hell and some of the other many things he's produced. Which you're just giving me great segues because, but we're working on we're we're gonna have Mo Berg on the show soon. I've got it booked in August on the on the website. That may change to September first of September mm-hmm. from the Pursuit of Happiness that was produced by Todd, and he's looking forward to talking about Todd and having fun with us on the show. So, um, oh, they're on my list to talk about Pursuit of Happiness. They actually oh, is that right? did a uh, warm up for Todd on the Neil the Human tour, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Neil the Human tour in Toronto. Mm-hmm. at the opera house there which was very good so i actually got to see them play and i had photographed them when they were in the uh studio with todd we did some shots over in what they called at the time the utopia guest house mm-hmm. up there on the property on mink hollow road but they were a nice Sweet. bunch of people yeah 
I'd like to. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him. So now back to your photography right quick. You were or are, I assume, still a member of the White House News Photography Association. Is that yes, right? I am, and I'd like everybody to know that I haven't been there since Bill Clinton left, <laughs> and I'm waiting for a new president, and I will return. I'll be like MacArthur. I yeah. shall return. But <laughs> I, I, did, I did two uh, photo shoots with W, and, and I won't say on radio, because otherwise men in black will come knock on my door. They but, will. But, uh, you know, he is the president, but that's all I'll say. But uh, I did uh, probably over 300 photo shoots with uh, Bill uh, Clinton. And I sort of fell into that, too, but only, you know, I fell in pretty good on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Now, I know you told me before we talked uh, before the show that you had not, that the show, the picture that Michelle has on her website of her with Clinton, you didn't take that one. But you did no, I haven't even said that. I'd like to see that picture because yeah. uh, it wound up, uh, they had two parties two nights in a row, and I went the first night. Mm-hmm. And I think Todd and Michelle went the second night. Oh, uh, but a friend of mine, Deborah, who worked uh, there at the White House, has a, a shot that I have a copy of uh, of Todd and Michelle. She took them on a tour of the West Wing, which is like you know, it's like in your wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they're behind the podium that you always see on television, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, you know it says the White House, you know, and you know, either the press secretary or somebody's there, and she's got a picture of Todd and Michelle. Okay. Behind that, it's really good, and we're planning right. to use that in one of the many volumes of books we're going to. <laughs> now, you didn't take the photo, though. Your friend did. Uh, my friend did, yeah, on that one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I just want to add, we're going to try for as many books as Sylvester Stallone has Rocky movies. <laughs> Todd yeah, has to have the most to books in Philadelphia, <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone will have the most movies in Philadelphia. Yeah. You're going to have to get somebody else to Bill Bricker edit it next time then, or it'll be, you know. Somebody faster. 3,000, yeah. Now, if, let me think how I want to say this. You got the the photo, okay, let me give you this first. You can go to michellerunger.com. Uh, it's with one L, michellerunger.com, and you can see that photo. Just go to the, it's called Steels, which are, pic, I think it's, anyway, there's pictures. It's easy to navigate right. you there and see this picture of her with Clinton. And right. She actually bust a funny joke about it because he's looking. Do they have the one of Todd and Bill smoking cigars together? Is that one on? No, oh, oh, I wasn't supposed to mention that one. Huh? No, no, no. It's just uh, Bill shaking Michelle's hands and uh, checking out her. Um, Smile. Goodies, yeah. So uh, it's very funny. But the big question I want to ask you is, on the spot in front of all these listeners. How are you going to let give me this photo so I can share it with people? <laughs> we want to see pictures of Todd with Bill Clinton smoking cigars or this other one you got. Can you hit this up? They're for the third book. <laughs> mm. Screw the third book. We're all third be dead book. by then. Don't you know Todd fans? We're all in our No, no, no. We, we have to do the third one faster. We're all over the hill, man. It's good Poor Billy will be pulling out his, out his hair. But if you write your name on a $5 bill and address and send it to Billy, you know, Billy James, you know, it might inspire play. him to to uh, <laughs> get on the get on the stick. But, no, it's taken a lot out of him, and he's, he's put it really his heart and soul in a lot, a lot of work into doing this, and we really would like to get it out. Yeah, he's a uh, he's good man. He he was on the show him and Tony Rogers with us, and uh, you know he's just a fan that put this together, and he didn't make any money off of it apparently, and did a lot of hard work on it, and mm-hmm. interviewed a lot of people, and you know it's uh, I, I think it's a good read. I know there's some issues. I'm not going to sit there and say there's not, but it's very you know it's a good it's a historic document. It's the only one out there. Yep. Yep. There you go. Yep, and uh, and that needs to happen, you know. And at least you got people doing it that try try and be as accurate as possible, 
and uh, you know, and as fair as possible. Well, how about some other photos? You got some other cool photos you might can share with us so we can get them out there? We're always looking for something fresh. Uh, well, you have a website for photos? Oh, yeah. We'll put them oh, on PRConnection.com. Okay. No oh, problem. Okay. Hot Toddies has videos, pictures, all kind of craziness. Oh, okay. We, we, we got a couple. There's a couple of them out there. We're all we're all in, uh, in this together, you know. So we'll, we'll get it. Once it gets out, it's all over the place. MySpace, oh. TR Connection, oh, Hot Toddies. Okay. We, 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 uh... The hardcore type fans know where to find this stuff, no doubt. Oh, and I can okay. actually put it on the Running Radio page as well, but uh, oh. you know, I'd rather share it out there to the masses. All right. Well, I'll dig through the collection and see what, uh, you know, maybe should. Yeah, of course, there's stuff from 1988 on. We're going to plan that for the third book. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll take some of, the, some of your rejects. It didn't make the second book. From right. 82 to 88. How about that? Yeah, okay. All right. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Pursuit yeah. of Happiness, maybe. A Moberg sh- shot with Todd or something. like slapping him. Yeah, we have Pursuit shirt. of Happiness. I got him in the studio with, uh, let's see, Jill Solbuel. Yeah. And, um, oh, I have some shots uh, from uh, the Bat Out of Hell 2 vocal sessions. It was nice. Todd, Todd, Rory, and Chasm. Uh, nice close ups. And I think they were working on uh, Life is a Lemon or something was the name of the song. Or... Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, stuff you can like start that. a whole Todd store. Todd store, yes. yes. <laughs> but I have to, uh, have to share the profits with him. I wouldn't do like certain other people do. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, watch it now. And <laughs> I won't mention the name, but I'm gonna do that. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my photos on TR Connection for free. Yeah. To a lot of other people, but yeah, I guess there's yeah. people that uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how you can always legally do that, but I guess there's a way. You know, it's it's hard to anymore. It's hard today. To, to keep your music and your photography and everything from uh, getting kidnapped, I guess, just based on the fact that the Internet, which is, you know, probably why we talked about the Nexus earlier in Utopia Times. I mean, that, you know, it's, it's been replaced by the Internet. It's so easy now to get photos and news and information and reviews within, right. you know, less than, you know, five hours after a concert, you've got to review what it was like and what they played. It's right. amazing how it's changed. So are you doing any pictures on the Internet at all? Do you use the Internet for any of your No, time? really. I'm probably the only person anywhere out of all Todd's fans and everything that is not an Internet person. I really, I'm not, <laughs> I don't own a computer. Do you I probably, a Mary, Mary Lou is always saying, hey, dude, you got to get a computer. <laughs> Email <laughs> me. And I have sent her a couple of emails on somebody else's computer, and I use the <laughs> official human beings email site to do it. But... Uh, yeah, I'm you know I'm coming around slowly but surely. I know I'm, I'm probably an embarrassment to all these Todd people. I, I don't use computers. <laughs> yeah, I don't Todd, think they're perfected Todd's yet. Huh? Yeah, Todd's big in the computers, internet, everything else. Now, did you? Um, so you, you don't have a computer, but do you have a digital camera? Yes. Yeah. All yeah. right, making sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because because somebody using, stole all my other cameras. No. <laughs> yeah. You're not using C110 film, are you? No, Just making no, sure we're up to speed. No, all right, cool. No. Got to get a computer, man. It's all good. Got to get a computer. Well, we'll take <laughs> up a collection, and we'll buy me a computer. That's I like right. it. You give us some old good type photos, you know, that we've never seen, and maybe we can do that. We'll swap. We'll swap for that. Man. There you go. You know, I have an interesting tidbit, and I, I'm not sure if Billy put it in one of the books or not, but some people might get a kick out of that about the NAS. I was doing an interview one time with Alice Cooper, and uh, his standard standard answer uh, you know, when you ask, you know, why did you call yourself Alice Cooper? He says something like he wanted to disgust all the parents of America. But he kind of knew that, you know, from conversation before they hooked me uh, up with him. 
that I had done a lot of pictures of Todd, and he said, in actuality, the name of his Alice Cooper band was the Nairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here they were in Phoenix, Arizona, and he says they heard of the other Nairs in Philadelphia, so that's when they decided to change their name. Yep. So, and he said it as a joke. He says, so Todd was the inspiration for Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see that the – it is in the first edition, that, that story, which was, was uh, oh, it did a, make a it. very okay. cool story. Yeah, but not everybody's read the book, and it is a, a pretty cool story because not everybody – I guarantee you. Well, I guess the hardcore Alice Cooper fans don't, but I bet a lot of people don't know that. And Todd but, did produce a couple of Alice Cooper songs for a movie. I think it was called Roadie. Mm-hmm. And I seen a, I didn't see the movie, but I saw a still shot, and obviously I see Chasm in the background. So Alice may have sung in the movie with the Utopia Band and the, as the band. So okay. that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see the movie. If anybody has a copy of the movie and would like to donate it, I'd like. To. <laughs> there you go. Meatloaf was in the movie. I think Cheap Trick, and I think Pat Benatar. And, huh. So, but it was uh, like about a 1980 or 78 movie or something called Roadie. Roadie. Brody, yeah, look that one up. I have the album. I have the original vinyl album. So, hmm. I like Alice Cooper. That's good stuff. Uh, so, uh, do you get to see a lot? Let me ask you a question. Do you get to see a lot of Todd shows? Uh, recently, I've seen a ton of them. Yes. Okay. Have you seen any over the last few years of the Walk Down Abbey Road shows? Did not see that. Was talking to Steve about it, one of my partners in crime for this Vegas deal, and he was talking about mm-hmm. how great it was. It was. Yeah, they really were great. Uh, my favorite was the very first one they did, Walk Down Abbey Road, because that had uh, John Antwistle on bass. We had uh, nice. Ann from uh, Heart, and uh, uh, we had the lead singer of Ambrosia, whose name slips me right now. But, I mean, it was like a really, really super, super, super show. And it was a long show. They did about an hour and a half of all their own uh, material, and uh, each each member of the group and then they took a quick break, and then they come back for an hour and a half and did all Beatles songs, and it was like like a three-hour show or more, but it was like wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a but few all- clips on YouTube on the computer. Of course, you might not be able you know, to see this, of course. <laughs> I don't have a computer, but you, you can see some of that on YouTube, some of the, of the shows, and, and you know all the fans I've talked to win, and it gets rave reviews, and nobody knows yet. I don't know if they've started. I don't think they've done one of these Sgt. Pepper shows yet. I think... Maybe I don't think uh, I'm going to one in Asbury Park on Saturday. I don't know okay. if that's the first one or not. Probably so. Uh, and it's going to be. I do know that they're going to do the whole album, of course, of Sgt. Pepper's, and I do right. know that that most, or if not all, the artists are supposed to do two their own their song own first. Things. Yeah. And Todd. That's usually how they run them, huh? Yeah. Todd's supposed to get to do three. Yeah, that's what they usually do. They usually do three to four of, uh, mm-hmm. of theirs. And I know, like Denny Lane is playing. They did say that. Um, uh, the lead singer of Farno, Lou Graham, was playing, but now I notice his name is not on the ad really? in uh, Asbury Park. But Christopher Cross is performing. Bo Bice. Uh, yeah, I saw his name is missing too. Off oh, really? The, off the Asbury Park ad. Hmm. Well, I didn't see Bruce's name on there though. Nah. Well, Denny Lane would be, I guess, if you're a big Beatles fan, would be your top priority. And then, if you're, of course, in our world, you want Todd to be there, but. Um, yeah, it's they, they keep mixed. Taylor Hicks was originally on it. It keeps changing. And Tony Hicks from the Hollies. Taylor Hicks from the American Oh, Taylor Hicks. Yeah, okay. but they changed it with Bo Bice, and you know they may keep changing because I, I bet they have to get rid of some of the guys maybe here and there because it's uh, I don't think it's selling very well, and I'll tell you why I think that 
you know, for this. Well, I, I am available because I'm going to be there Saturday, and I know all the Beatles songs. Now. There you go. Well, but, but, <laughs> hey, yeah, you can get up there and take us right. You, you play. You good. Good job. But there was a. You know, you can go to the Vegas show, and maybe it's just Labor Day weekend in Vegas, but there were tickets on second, third row, and this thing's been for sale for, you know, a month. That's mm-hmm. not normal. So I'm a little worried about them. I hope they, I hope they do better. Maybe it's a last-minute deal in Vegas. People show up. I don't know. But I just can't I'm imagine. I'm sorry they don't have uh, Joey Mullins on this tour. Yeah. It's nice with him doing the Badfinger songs, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Plus, Joey's just a, a fun guy to have around. Now, so uh, if you were going to get up there on stage, what, what instrument would you play? I'm a bass player. Okay, so you're bass with the human being. That's B-E-I-N-Z, right? B-E-I-N-Z. Human yeah. beings. Uh, uh, nobody but me. Now, was that that was in a movie, right, that song? Uh, yeah, it was about two years ago. They dug it up, unbeknownst to us, until I went to see the movie. Uh, it was in The Departed, uh, the one that starred Jack Nicholson and won his Best Picture of the Year. And it was also in Kill Bill, Volume 2. Mm-hmm. That one where it sounds like somebody's stuttering. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the only song in yeah. rock and roll that I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to. You just play the bass. Yeah, I just play the bass yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our uh, fearless leader, who has been with the band since day one, uh, Ting Markelin, uh he's still out there doing it. Yeah. Uh, Forty-five years or whatever it is since they uh, since they started. So. Uh, Nate- you do sing though in that, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do sing. With what, what are they saying? Nobody does the shimmy like I do. Is that right? Shingling, shingling like I do. And there's the Philly. You know, you know the the uh, thing changed the words. It was originally written by the Isley Brothers. Okay. We, we almost can't recognize their version compared to uh, the Human Beings version. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ting also like kind of helped arrange it and uh, put the zing in it, and he changed the dance steps, I guess, because from the time the Isley Brothers. Wrote it maybe in 1962. Back then in the 60s, there was all these dances, and they'd name them, you know, the Watusi, this, you know, the Shingling, the Boogaloo, and all that. So ah. King kind of updated. I think it was three of the dances, and the fourth one, he just threw it out there, called it the Philly, because he said there was a dance <laughs> called the Philly Dog. So a lot of people in Philadelphia, you know, thought they meant the city of Philly or something. Mm-hmm. And, and there's even George Thurgood, who was right close by to Philadelphia there in yeah. Wilmington. It's right down the road. He did a cover of Nobody But Me also. Is that right? I saw him uh, about a month or so ago here in Birmingham. Now, shingling, that's a dance step from what time period? Uh, 67, 66, okay. 67. Uh, that song was recorded in July of 67 and actually released. That, that song has an interesting history. It was released in uh, September of 67, but it was released sporadically, and it was like a hit in different cities it was never out all at once and the highest it ever got on the charts was i think like number six or eight in january of 68 but it sold uh probably millions of records hmm. but it wasn't you know most records like they would put it out all at once all over america that was sporadic and at first it was popular on black radio stations because they thought the group was black it sounded hmm. like you know to them like a soul band uh, and uh, it, uh, then it finally caught on, but it, it was in different parts of uh, of America at different times, so it, it would never reach number one because it was sold sporadically, and it always went by weekly sales as to what was number one, but it sold an awful lot of records. And it's uh, stood this test of time. It still sounds good when you hear it on the radio. And I guess y'all play it at all your shows, right? Yes, yes, it's a must. People it's go crazy, huh? 
Yes, we do that, and hello, it's me. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's a must, just like hello, it's me. <laughs> Not. Yeah. What, now, what do you think would happen if you did a show, you know, the human beings went out and y'all didn't play that song? And we didn't play it? Yeah. Uh, probably people would be upset, because that's the song that's most known uh, to the human beings. I mean, we have a, a song, we've write, written new material, and we recorded it for a movie, uh, an American Rebel, Steve McQueen, a documentary, a song called McHugh. In fact, the keyboardist Sal Crisafi and I wrote that song, and I sing it, uh, and it's about Steve McQueen. Uh, but, you know, it's not known yet because it's not out yet, but uh, we couldn't do a show without doing nobody but me. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> do that. And I'll, I'll let you in on it. This is another secret. Don't tell anybody. Uh, There's a show that's in the works and in in being planned. It was originally going to be the end of August, but I think they're looking towards November now, by a really good organization called Vet Aid National. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, a nonprofit organization headquartered in the great state of Ohio, uh, and they raise money and uh, they do things like if a, a veteran, say, had some kind of situation where he needed, uh, let's say, a prosthetic arm or something, and for some reason the government wasn't paying for it, they'll buy it for him. If he needs a specialized chair, you know, a lift chair at home, you know, they they do stuff for veterans. Has nothing to do with you know if you're for the war or against the war. It's just you know these guys served our country. And they look out for him. So they're uh, talking and in negotiations with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and there's a concert planned uh, to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, sort of a benefit for them. Nice. Uh, and uh, there's other acts, and you can imagine who. We won't say who, but uh, we'll be asked if they would play. Of course, mm-hmm. it has to do with scheduling and stuff like that. So when is this? Uh, right now they're talking about possibly doing it November 8th, but it's not written in stone. Uh, it was originally going to be like August 30th over Labor Day weekend, but they decided to push it back a little. And uh, where is it again? It would be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Yep. All right, yep. very nice. Yep. Well, speaking of oddball, not oddball, um, I guess oddball because they're not what you would normally see, but uh, charity concerts with different bands. Todd is going to be doing one in Sonoma. At a winery, it's uh, Bruce Cohn, and it's C H O N B R B R C O H N dot com. You can find out about it. And the other Bruce Cohn uh, is that the guy that did Walking in Memphis? I don't know. Uh, it's a winery owner. I don't oh. know. Oh, <laughs> the winery. Okay. Yeah. Napa Sonoma Mendocino Mendocino. Da, 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 da. There you go. The Doobie Brothers, oh. the Turtles, Chris, <laughs> the wonderful actor Chris Christopherson will also be there. Wow. Yeah. And is he playing with the uh, arena band, or he's just doing solo? Doesn't so. Oh, he's going to be with the band. Uh, which, you know, speaking of that, the, the show in Vegas mm-hmm. that we're doing for, you know, like 100 fans, which, by the way, that makes it expensive, so if you're wanting to go, get ready. Uh, it is with a band because Todd doesn't like doing the solo gigs anymore, which is, um, you know, which is fine. He gets to do what he wants. And plus, everybody's loving this arena music so much, and the band you know, it's it's a it's a great setting. So, I don't think he's going to be doing the solo gigs for a while, or if, if ever, maybe. And he did tell us in Hawaii during the interview that the the ballad Todd was forever gone, <laughs> the piano Todd. That's what it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? I well, one time we stuff. thought that the rock and Todd was forever gone. No, that's definitely not true. Yeah, no. it's it's really. His new album, uh, based on what we've heard from the concerts, you know, it's it's rock and roll, no doubt. It's, it's good stuff. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. So, and and there's some of the, 
I wouldn't call it a ballad, but there's the softer side of Todd in there too. There's a song called Courage, and it's really nice. And uh, Weakness, which I, uh, is Michelle's song, it's it's really nice, and it's good stuff. I can't, I really can't wait for the studio version, which is a sore subject because they kept talking about the digital version being out last month, and it's still not available for people to download. Well, and I think uh, I was at a uh, interview that uh, I was doing shooting pictures at WDST in Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the radio station there, which is actually now located inside the old uh, Utopia Video Studio, which is only about 50 feet from the door of the uh, Bearsville Theater. And he mentioned that they were going to release this album worldwide. A lot of times it comes out like albums will come out in America and then they'll put them out in Europe. I think it's coming out all over the world at the same time. I think that's why it got moved, I think, to September. Well, that's the CD. The CD yeah. September the 29th or 30th, depending on how yeah. you look at it and where you live. But we're talking about just a digital download, like iTunes or something. You know? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, the, nobody's got it. The only way we've heard it is either at the shows or, or some bootlegs from some concerts. But the studio version, there's only um, a couple of songs that have been played you know, on the Internet. Strikes, one of them, and Mad's the other one. And there's been clips from that. And then they, the U.K. apparently got both of the songs completely. And then Mad is available on his MySpace page. Not for download, but to listen to the song called Mad. It's the first song on the CD, mm-hmm. apparently. And, uh, you know, we want to hear all of it. We want it now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the anticipation, you know. Yeah. That's the Make it happen, it. damn it. Yes, he's, he's, so everybody he's, go out and buy ten copies the day it comes out. Let's make this number one. Yeah, you know, I wanted best, you know, I was all excited because I like this, this, you know, record company, uh, supportive of Todd, likes Todd and everything, but they're making me hate them because they just seem to be, taken so long for us to get this music that we know is ready and uh it's just kind of been a you know it's been a hassle but speaking of why don't we take a quick break and let's play a little bit of it only play yeah it good idea have you heard matter strike yet uh if it was in the live show i heard it all right well uh why don't we do a little strike action this is just a this isn't a full version of it it's you know it's just a clip but uh this is this one is the one that a lot of people are saying it's very ACDC sounding, very heavy ACDC, because Todd, you know, he changes his voice in it to sound a lot like their lead singer, I think. That's my perception. You I think I did hear that then. Yeah, so uh, it's on. The, he's playing the whole album at these concerts. You definitely heard it. But if anybody wants to call in and I talk to Ed, I noticed I saw that uh, our friend Tony Rogers is out there. I know he, you probably know Tony from the book. But six I know Tony from Billy telling me about him all the time. Okay, Tony's a great guy, yeah. You know, we've got lots of people in the chat room. If you want to ask a question or just shoot the breeze with us, it's 646-716-9262. But before we do that, here's a little taste of strike for you.
about that. That's a little yeah, I remember now. Strike version. while the iron is hot. Yeah, that was really good in yeah, concert. That, that is the uh, studio version. Yes, people are asking. That is it. That is part of it. That's not the. Oh, whole it's thing. heavy duty in person. Yeah, I'll probably get in trouble playing that. But anyway, uh, it's good stuff. And I won't tell the FBI where you live. Please don't tell the music <laughs> company or anybody else. All right, so. Uh, Somebody said my voice was distorted, so I've taken off my headpiece, and now I'm just holding my phone. It's going to hurt my arm, but I'll do it for you people because I love well, you. Well, I've been holding the phone for all this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a clip, not the full studio version, but it is studio. It's not a bootleg live show. That is a studio version clip of Strike. If you want to hear the entire song, Mad, it's on Todd Rundgren's MySpace. And no, I do not have the CD. That's the clip from Antone's had posted... Antones is a venue in Austin. They posted those two clips. They weren't supposed to on MySpace, and we got them. So um, they took them down eventually, but they were supposed to be radio ads. So that's how I got it. If anybody's curious, I don't have any inside scoop to get the CD and all that good stuff. So don't be emailing me wanting it because I don't have it. <laughs> no. Well, you did it like an ad anyway. You're yeah. promoting the album. Well, I'm a radio station, so there you go. They actually were going to let me play a song. Um, you know, maybe play a full song or, or some things, but they mm-hmm. they wanted it to be a secure stream, which is not this radio station. And I told them, I said, listen, if you put it on the Internet, because these were secure streams, actually, if you put it on the Internet, it can be recorded, and it's going to be out there in MP3 version within mm-hmm. an hour. But this record company just, for whatever reason, they just insist on this secure stream, so whatever. We'll mm-hmm. get the album and CD eventually. It's all good. And we're all getting to see it live already because Todd's playing the entire album front to back at these shows, and it is a blast. And normally, most shows you go to, people aren't cool with that. They wanted the old stuff and all that. But this CD is so good, and people are so excited about something new that they're loving it. Well, you also get, you're also you also getting some old songs, and you're also getting some covers with it. I mean, it's a really uh, balanced-out show. It's a great That's show. Cool. Yeah, and the, the song High Energy. Yeah, the song choices for the uh, older songs I thought were terrific. Oh, I thought so. And the order, the order yeah. just like comes on like boom, 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 boom. It's really good. You get a little Nas action. Yep. You, you get, uh, you know, what a better. I don't know. I, I could argue it both ways. It used to be the finale. The last song was "World Out Epiphany," which is a blast for to mm-hmm. end the concert. But just one victory. I mean, that's hard to top. Oh yes, that all, all Utopia used to use that a lot. As the the last song, the last song of the evening. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Okay, so now you've also taken photos of a band I'm going to get to see Labor Day weekend, and that is the Tubes, right? Oh, yes, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Actually, I got some pictures of Michelle when she played in the Tubes. Yeah? Yep. What's she doing? She was, uh, for lack of the better term, she was one of the backup singers. There was two girls that sang back up uh, with the tubes and it was the tubes were like what I'd call like rock theater you know because they always right. like had skits going on and stuff and uh, I uh, when they did that song She's a Beauty I had photographed them and then there was the tour and I think it was 1985 with Utopia which was a great double bill talk about a great double bill uh, the tubes and Utopia together sure. and Michelle was on that so I got to do quite a few shows all over uh, in 1985. Now, you just have photos of her doing singing, not some of the skit stuff? Oh, no, we got the skits, you know, where they'd have wigs and they had a 
Pete Wavell had this uh, funny thing he put over his head that was a TV set that made his face big. And, of course, he did Quaalude, his character, you know, for white punks on dope. And, you know, they'd be out running around. And then there was the famous, uh, I forget the name of the song, but uh, the girls would be dressed like cheerleaders. And he'd do this routine, give me a B, <laughs> give me another B. And, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was a great, great show. Be Wavell is funny, huh? They're still pretty popular, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. it's great stuff. Uh, Prairie was the, was the drummer. Still is sometimes. Well, he was the drummer for the Tubes when I seen. That's why I first saw Prairie he's, Prince play. He, he's uh, in and out based on what Todd's doing. It looks like, but he's actually going to be the drummer for the deal in in uh, Vegas. So if you're a Prairie Prince fan and you want to go to this Vegas deal, you can see him Friday night with Sergeant Pepper. Saturday night with the Tubes and Sunday night with Tom Runner. <laughs> I mean, it is. And, and if uh, if Jefferson Airplane is anywhere in the area, he plays with them too. Yeah, I wish it was a Prairie Prince weekend. You know, maybe his birthday. Yeah, or something. Yeah. We just have a Prairie Prince birthday party, but yeah. Not. Uh, also, it's EJ. A lot of people listen to EJ, her husband's birthday that weekend, so we'll slap his name on the cake as well. We have this big birthday bash for the weekend. But oh, that's now, awesome. Well, it's even you know, I like Prairie Prince. And I like the tubes, and I like Todd Runger and all that. But as far as photos go, I think I'd probably enjoy more of your photos of a certain young lady that has a history with Mr. Rungren that is a movie star that was recently in a movie, The Hulk. Oh, Liv. Yeah. Yes. I think the first time I ever took a picture that Liv was in, she was about eight years old, down at uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion. It was the tubes in uh, Utopia. And then there were some shots. Uh, Todd was being interviewed for radio in like 1987 in Philadelphia at uh, the park there. They had what they called a B-in. And uh, he was the featured artist. He was being interviewed for the radio. And uh, Michelle was staying alongside him. And uh, at that time, uh, Liv was, let's just say, chubby and had like a Prince Valiant haircut. <laughs> Uh matter of fact, somebody that day actually got a shot of me. I was standing on the side of the stage taking pictures, and she was sitting like on a on a road case in the yeah. back of the stage. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, don't want to uh, see a chubby live. I'll, I'll pass on that one. And uh, I like the way she looks right now. And then there's pictures of her. I'd say she was maybe 12 or 13. Uh, she came out and sang in New York with uh, the girls in the Neil Human tour, and I have some shots of that. You know. Yeah. Over the years, here and there, you know, nobody likes to bother anyone when they come and, you know, they visit, you know, backstage. You don't want to be intrusive on people. But, yeah, I do have shots of her and Todd's mom and, uh, you know, stuff that's, like, used for family, you know. Type sure, pictures, private you know. stuff, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't sell them or anything, you know. <laughs> sure. I'd love to see a picture, though, that maybe nobody's ever seen of, uh, you know, Liv and Todd when she was a little bit younger. That'd be kind of cool to have. Yeah, I got uh, one night, like the night before her uh, wedding. They had a little party we were all at, and it was her and uh, Rebop. I got shots of her and Rebop oh, and Michelle yeah. together, and they're really cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to send me some of those. Yeah, we'll see Michelle. She's gonna be down there. I'm pretty sure for that Vegas weekend, she'd probably love to see a couple of those. I think I sent her those oh, to Mary Lou. I give them to Mary Lou, and she ships them over when she's got stuff going to Hawaii. Yeah, uh, very nice. Uh, very, very, very nice. Did so, you get to go to the Big Bash in Hawaii? I did. You did? I did. I saw some pictures from that. It looked <laughs> awesome. You're not supposed to have seen those, by the way. Not supposed to have seen the pictures. camera policy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, somebody had a lot of pictures, and they were yeah. walking in the street of Woodstock. 
And they oh, okay. recognized who I was, and they ran up and they go, "Look at the pictures I took yeah. of Todd Stock." Yeah. No, I'm just messing with. You. They did have a policy. They're gonna, they're gonna. Apparently, they're gonna make a public photo album of the week, and then they're gonna have a DVD. They DVD the concert. I don't know. Well, I still haven't figured out what exactly is going on with that and what they're gonna do. But they're supposed to put that out, and I guess try to sell it. And, and they'll maybe. My guess is they're gonna take a lot of these photos and make that part of the DVD, and that's why they don't want people seeing them. Mm. So. Um, well, I've seen them already. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, no, it looked great. Too. It was absolutely yeah. phenomenal uh, looking area. Wow. I don't need no stinking photos. I was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Rub it in. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was a blast. It was. Uh, you know, we talk about it a lot, but I'm not. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I know the people didn't go. They're sick of hearing about it from us. You know, but it was quite a treat and uh, what a crazy event and what a lot of fun it was for sure. But somebody was asking in the chat room if we could look at some of your pictures while you're listening. And the answer is no. I don't have a way of doing that. And, yeah, while we're talking on the radio, look at the pictures. Yeah. Okay. Well, on my website, you know. For the oh, okay. It's it's possible before the show for me to put a couple pictures up, but not not now if I don't have them, especially. They don't realize we're not in the same studio. We're in two different states. Yeah, well, they don't realize either. You don't have the Internet, so you can't send them to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the more important thing. Yeah. You mentioned that you had a picture of you with, uh, I guess maybe Liz was around or something. Liv was around. Do you? Um, what do you think about that? Because I noticed when I was at Todd Stock, um, Jean Lannan was there. She's taking a lot of pictures of Todd. And people were taking pictures of her left and right. And I've kind of seen this, you know, because you go, okay, you're thinking a photographer usually isn't in a photo, so and they probably don't see themselves that much because they're taking photos. I'm going to take photos of the photographer. I mean, do you get that a lot, or, or what do you think about that when you see people do that and they show well, you? Well, sometimes that I was like I got up to uh, Bears, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and Woodstock in the afternoon, mm -hmm. uh, the day of the concert, and I was walking around because I, I hadn't been to Woodstock in a while. I wanted to go to some of the uh, you know the shops with all the crazy freaky clothes because I like stuff like that. And there was people that recognized me and said hello, and three or four of them asked if I they could take a picture with me. And so I'm going to say no, you know, sure, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I guess people like to do that for whatever reason. You know, it's nice. Yeah. You know, you're talking about a picture though with you. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about pictures where you're not even looking. You're taking a picture, or you're you know doing. Something. Oh, I've had people do that too. Yeah, yeah I have exactly. one. Like I said, there's one of me on stage taking pictures of Todd at uh, what the heck is the name of that park? It was in Philadelphia, but it was called the Bee Inn. And uh, and Liv happens to be sitting like on a, a road case in the background. So you like that stuff, though. People do that for you, huh? Well, you know, I don't encourage people to do it, but it's fun to see it if someone comes yeah. up and you know does that. You know, people have done that with me when I was taking pictures with uh, President Clinton, and I got a few pictures of me with him. But I'm taking nice. pictures, and people took pictures of me taking his picture. Yeah, very so. cool. I also have a picture backstage one time. I don't know, trying to remember where it was. I think it was backstage <clears throat> at the Walnut Street Theater in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And Todd's dad was there, and he was taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And he was sitting on a stairway, and uh, we were talking. And I'm trying to take his picture, and he's taking my picture. So I have a picture of him <laughs> taking a picture of me. And somewhere yeah. there's a picture of me taking the picture of him. <laughs> you got some pictures. You're getting everybody out here riled up and want to see some of these pictures. But before you... We got we got a call, but I'm gonna uh, uh, take a quick break and then we'll take sure. a caller. And we'll you wanna play another song? Nah, not yet. We'll do. Uh. It. We'll do. It. Well, yeah, we'll play a song. All right, hold on. Why don't we do? Uh, we'll do the Mad clip. This is Mad from Arena. Okay.
live online talk radio for Todd fans. This is RunGrinRadio.com. All right, we got a call, I believe. This is Dave K. from Mary Esther, Florida. Is that you, my man? Yo, Doug. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey, Ed, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How's it, how's it down in Florida today? Oh, hot, hot, of course. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, Dave, before you start talking to Ed with some questions, tell me what you thought about that big concert you went to with Journey, Cheap Trick, and Hart. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah? Cheap Trick was cool. I finally got to see him in, in person. Hart was stunning. The, the the ladies' voices just are incredible. And Journey was, I had no pre, preconceived notions, Journey rocked. There you go. Serious. Yeah. That's all that go see it. stuff. I, I, I say go see it. Very nice. But, all right. What you got? I understand their new lead singer is very good. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Better than Steve Perry. Sounds wow. like him, but even better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard some clips. Yeah, it was incredible. They yeah, found so. a kid on YouTube. Yeah, he's from, from Philippines. He's just—he's like forty years old, just incredible voice. Yeah, yep. and it's just who needs Steve Perry at that point? <laughs> Steve <laughs> Perry's probably hitting himself in the head with a hammer now for not doing Yeah, 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 you're right. Probably be a prima donna. They'll never find anybody as good as me. <laughs> he's the, he's Nobody can sing them songs. Yeah, no uh, Steve Perry's the new uh, Pete Best. Right. Go see it, man. Yeah, um, go see it for sure. Hey, I got to say something nice about Pete Best. Pete Best, yeah. I've met and done pictures of a few times, and he's a really nice individual and what i found you know i'm a big beetle fan is that pete best talking to him his voice speaking voice sounds identical to ringo stars <laughs> and when he plays and does the songs he did all the same songs. they had ringo actually take over and sing you know like matchbox and boys and you know all those songs were pete best songs in the band wow cool um so i have a few questions uh sure. some some from the um forms as they're accumulating, but um, te- technically, um, have you transitioned to the di- digital world, and what, what's your favorite type of camera to shoot with now? Uh, Canon. I like, uh, of course, there's many good brands. Obviously, Nikons are fabulous, and Minolta's I've owned in the past, but uh, I seem to like Canon. They seem to be you know, heavy duty, and uh, I guess I'm picking the right brand because like most of the uh, major news guys you know they all use canon so and that's the new uh, digital versions right yes yeah you know okay. some are more expensive than others but uh for those people out there who are uh photo uh buffs uh the thing to put your money into is the lens some people buy the fanciest most expensive back but uh where the money should be is put in the lens because that's how you get the real good pictures get a fast gotta, lens gotta go with the glass yeah gotta go with the glass yeah yeah Okay. And, uh, you know, Canon one. lenses are great, but also Sigma makes good lenses, and they're a lot cheaper. Okay. Um, what was um, what was your favorite Todd pick? I mean, when, when did you realize this was this one was good? Uh, out of the pictures that I've taken, uh, I have a lot of uh, favorites. I got one of him. I was in the uh, chance, and I was crushed in the crowd against the stage. And it was at the end of a Utopia show, and he they did bang the drum, and I'm like almost like under the drum, looking up, taking the picture, and he was jumping up and down, coming down, and there's a real great shot there. Uh, from the same show, there was actually a great shot of him with his famous uh, psychedelic Gibson there, the full guitar. Uh, I kind of like the one we're using on the back cover of the new book. Uh, with him with the uh, mask, he used to use an acapella from I think the mask was from Thailand. And he come out at the beginning of the show wearing the mask. 
and do I was born to synthesize and I have a picture of him with a mask on that's kind of cool and uh oh there's there's just so many uh over the years and from different you know tours and different shows you get different kind of favorites you know okay cool I, I just kind of wanted to you know if there was any favorite you know your your first impression like oh I've got some good uh Good photogenic material here, or if there's something special you like to focus on. Uh, I find him to be very interesting to uh, photograph, and uh, you know, because there's like a lot of facets to what he does. Like over the years, you know, shows where he's playing piano or acoustic guitar, or he's just playing talking to the crowd. Uh, there was one some people might remember. I'm not sure of the tour, but it was a solo tour. It was around 1983, 84. And I guess he was mad at a record company. At a certain point in the show, he pulled out a uh, like a, uh, a soldering iron and a jar of Vaseline, and he described what it was like having a record contract. <laughs> and, and a picture of him with a, uh, I think it was a curling iron or soldering iron, and a jar of Vaseline in his hand was kind of funny. And then for a while, I think it was in the same tour, he did what he called the dreaded audience participation song, which was bang the drum, and he'd invite everybody up on stage. And some of the people that come up on stage with him and interacted with him, it was like really good for photos. <laughs> and I think he should do that again, do, bring that back into the act somehow, and let people come back up on stage. How mad are you? Right. Ask ask fans how mad they are, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, those those were always uh, fun uh, for pictures. But uh, and uh, you know, just about any any show I've done with him has been uh, really. Really neat for pictures. Some of them were in unusual locations. One was on an island, off of uh, Toronto there, and it was a benefit for homeless. That was, I think, around 1986. I think it might have been the Two Week Wonder Tour. No, no, it wasn't Two Week Wonder Tour. It was when he had the piano and he had a thing about, uh, I don't know, some political figure. He had a bumper sticker pasted on. John Anderson. Piano. No, it wasn't a John Anderson. It was like 1986. It was way after that. 86. Oh, so it was a fawn hall or something, fawn new. She supposedly shredded documents for somebody or whatever that was about. Wasn't Reagan. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what was unique on that particular short tour yeah. is that Michelle was the road manager. Oh, yeah. 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 It was a short tour, and I think after that she decided she didn't want to be the road manager. It's a lot of work. Very it is. And yeah. Mary Lou does a magnificent job for many, many, many years. Yeah. And uh, now Robert on the road there, he does a great job, and a lot of times he uh, doubles as the sound man too. Or, or I guess all the time he's the sound engineer. Yeah. Robert's doing the sound, and Mary Lou still does all the organizing stuff. We love Mary Lou; she's been on the show, and we're trying oh, to get Robert. We're trying to talk Robert into being on the show. We're going, we're going to have Randy on soon. A lot of people remember Randy from the tour last year. He's a riot, and he's he's touring right now with Meatloaf, ah. doing some of their sound stuff. And but Robert's going to be in Vegas, by the way, for the Sunday show. Um, we got Robert in, too. We bring in the whole crew. But speaking of guests, did you guys ever have Chris Anderson on? We did. Uh, Chris is great. Chris has a lot of great stories. Yeah, Chris was really cool. He shared some um, a really unique clip of uh, Flo and Eddie doing some of the Psychedelic Furs album stuff. It was neat. Mm-hmm. He was good. He had a lot of information. I'd like to have him back on, as a matter of fact. Oh, Chris could go on for days. <laughs> he, we did stay on the whole time. Yeah, he was good. liked him a lot. Yeah, we've had some great guests, and we got a big lineup still. Eventually, I'm sure I'm going to have to go full circle and start bringing people back for a second time. But uh, right now, we've got uh, I've got some some really good people lined up, and we have some people that I just got contact information for. We've been trying to get for a while, like Kevin Elman and Ralph Shuckett and 
Siegler, let's see who else we're looking for. All kind of, Daryl Hall, I mean, we got all kind of. Did you ever have Stuckey on from the name? We had Stuckey, yeah. Okay. i tell you, Stuckey was, um, Stuckey was one of my favorite shows, I mean, because it was very emotional, I thought, and he was, you know, he's a changed man, and he's been through a lot in life, and he's got a good attitude and perspective on things now and yep. you know it's just fun talking to him he's a really good guy he's very yes he is yeah you know? i talk yeah. to him every once in a while and yep. i've seen them uh he has a, another band now the naz and they go out and play and they're actually pretty good yeah i caught myself uh. singing baby godzilla the other day i was like it's pretty <laughs> cool stuff they got and yep. it's yep. different but uh from you know from original naz of course but i like it i like yep. and i like yep. the music and it is cool. He's, he's trying to make a little musical comeback. Why not? You know. Yep. Yep. What the heck? Yep. So, Dave, you still with us? Yep. All right. Good job. Any? Uh, well, I guess one last question. If uh, sure. Time. Um, are there uh, any memorable moments from uh, any of your photographing endeavors for people related to Todd? People related to Todd. Really uh, cl- close. Not not. I mean, not um, related uh, family-wise, but, you know, people close to Todd. Any other offshoots of his endeavors that you found interesting that you got to, got to photograph also? Well, I did a picture of him. <laughs> this is just a, a funny story. We were at the Keswick Theater in the alleyway. It was after a sound check or something. There was a guy out there and says, hey, Todd, remember me? And evidently the guy was from his block. And they got talking about the old neighborhood and how uh, Todd's sister was playing touch football or something and broke this guy's brother's arm. (laughs) And it was kind of interesting just to hear them talk about, you know, growing up in the uh, neighborhood of Upper Darby. It was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was just, uh, if that's what you mean by related, or do you mean like blood relatives? No, no, not blood relatives. Just, you know, people that have worked with Todd that you've experienced and got to shoot uh, well I've, I've done interviews with you know alice cooper who had worked with him yeah. and as a as a fan uh um for that matter bill clinton and al gore were fans of uh, todd so <laughs> yeah. they're rock and roll fans yeah so that's, that's kind of it's kind of an odd one uh not odd but it's just you know you're, it surprises you you don't think of them as being music fans sure. and um uh, let's see, Jill Solbiel I've interviewed, uh, Mitch Ryder in an interview with him, he had commented on Todd's music, that he liked it, uh, you know, I've interviewed with P. Wabel, and, uh, oh, I'm trying to think who else, a whole bunch of them over the years, and, uh, yeah, but there's, there's not too many musicians that don't know who Todd is, or that don't sure. like his, sure. uh, you know, his musical abilities, he's very admired, he's like the real deal. Yeah, I mean, you gotta respect the guy, right? Yes, yeah. He's very highly respected among musicians. He's like a musician's musician. I just wish the people with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would get with it. And, uh, you know, it'd be like having the uh, American Hall of Fame go, we ain't putting that Lincoln guy in there because, you know, he said some things we didn't like, you know. So forget Lincoln. We ain't going to put him in there. You know, he's, you know, he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come on, guys. What's yeah, wrong with you? Well, Again, back to the letter-writing campaign, people. Petition. Make it happen. Now, Petition. You mentioned some famous people. Do you have uh, a lot of pictures of Todd with some, you know, better, uh, not better, but uh, more popular, I guess. Um, why did I say better? I don't know what that came from. Do you have well, see, I got of pictures Todd, of other Todd. musicians and, and celebrities. How about that? Yes, yes, I do. I got uh, loads of pictures. Let's see. Uh, 
through the, obviously quite a few times I'd be at places where he'd show up and play with te- Cheap Trick uh, on stage and backstage. Uh, matter of fact, I think there's one with Cheap Trick that's going in this book of him with uh, Robin Zander and uh, Rick Nielsen backstage. That's kind of a funny one. They're all making faces. Uh, him and uh, Ann from Hard, him and uh, backstage photos of him with uh, John Antwistle. Uh, I'm trying to think over the years, like many, 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 many pictures like that. So that's, uh, yeah, because Tom Peterson, you know, is off and on with Cheap Trick. He's touring with him now. He called in when Stuckey was on the show. As a matter of fact, that was really cool. Well, Stuckey was, I guess, and he said that Todd got him the job. I guess before they were Cheap Trick, they had another name, and it was Rick Nielsen. And uh, I guess it was Tom Peterson, but not with uh, the drummer they have now. They got the Naz drummer and Stuckey hooked up with those two guys. Right, Tom Mooney was the Naz drummer. I, huh? Yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, we talked about that some, but I don't remember the name off the top of my head of that band. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of history there. A lot of history. Yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Too bad you didn't have a camera back then in those days. Oh, uh, I'll tell you an interesting story about someone with a camera back then in those days, or I'll tell you two interesting things. I did. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff for Leslie West, you know, for Mountain, and on the Doors tour, I think it was '67 or '68, the Philadelphia opening band of that tour was the Naz. The next night was the Vagrants in New York, with Le- and Leslie West was the guitar player. And then another interesting story is uh, that Eric of the Hooters, him and I got talking one time, you know, because I gave him some blown box speakers that he had recoiled for his box amp and all that stuff. And uh, that's what he used to do, is he used to take pictures. And he had pictures, he said, of the Naz playing at the Electric Factory in uh, in Philadelphia, one of their first jobs, because that's what he used to do, go around to clubs and take pictures. Huh. Yep. So did you get some of those photos? Uh, I'd like to. He got the box speakers. I didn't get the photos. No. <laughs> uh, those are that's a real nice bunch of guys from Philadelphia. Also, the Hooters. Yeah. So, would you rather play bass or take photos? Uh, well, I, I I was a bass player and musician long before I took. Well, not really. I took pictures since I was nine. That's a hard choice. I like doing both. I really enjoy playing. Uh, but you know, when I get when I'm not playing, if I get to go take photos of somebody else, that's just as enjoyable. And believe me, it's got me into more places beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> That's like unbelievable. Just have that press pass, right? Now, I, I say, I always say, I feel like two things. I say is I feel like Cinderella, because you know you get to do all this wonderful stuff, and then you have to go home. And then the other is, I said, it's a good thing I take pictures because people think I make up all these stories. You know, you didn't, you weren't really with the president of the United States. Yeah, I was here. Look, yeah, yeah you didn't really do this. You know. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Those press passes carry some weight sometimes. I did the Rolling Stones one time, and I just thought they were going to let us out on the field there at Chase Stadium. Right. We wound up on stage with them nice. uh, in the 1989 uh, was that Steel Wheels tour. And then another one I did, they, it was a funny one. It was in Saratoga, and it was U2 on the racetrack. And they said, we want a volunteer to go in the cherry picker. And no one, none of the photographers wanted to volunteer. I go, all right, I'll do it, right? They go, it's on the side of the stage, though. And I go, oh, sorry. I said, do I have a clear shot? I hit, you know, Bono and all that. And they go, yeah. Well, it turned out the cherry picker had a sign that would light up and say photo op, and they'd move it onto the stage, and he'd come running over and lay down in front of it. So I was like, became part of the show. <laughs> that was a unique, uh, unique experience. And somewhere there's a bootleg video of that too. They have. Uh-oh, bootleg. Bootleg, bootleg video time. Oh, yeah. How many bootleg videos are out there of Todd that we haven't seen yet? Well, 
none, I think. They're pretty much all over the place. Mm. Anything you want to see of Todd, you can find it. Does anybody have a bootleg video of Todd with Hall and Oates? That was a real good uh, group of shows. Mm. Both times he went out with them. Yeah. Somebody did. It'd be on AJ's side. Yeah. And there was one I saw in... Um, not Las Vegas, what am I saying? Uh, Atlantic City, where they come out and they did the Love Train together. That was great. Love Train. So, <laughs> awesome. Now, speaking of getting to do some cool things with photography and having to pass, you've uh, apparently been on stage during the Letterman and Conan shows, right? One time oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did about six of the David Letterman shows that he was on. Starting when he was at NBC, and I've been at a few, I don't know, it was three or four he did there, and uh, some over at the new CBS studio. I call him the new CBS studios, but I guess he's been there for years, too. And we did one about a year ago, I think, at the Conan show, which is the old David Letterman studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also did shots of him and Paul Schaefer when he was producing Paul Schaefer's album at the Hit Factory. Got some shots of them together in the studio. Yep. Well, just them working or hanging out or what? Well, hanging out. You know, I think it was Todd or Paul had a derby, and you know, it was like on a break, and I went and did some shots. Hmm. It was fun. Do you have uh, what's some of the wilder photos you got of Todd? Wilder photos of Todd? We can't talk about them on the radio. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't have any like what you. Well, what do you define as wild, you know, when he's doing uh, his Peter Townsend act or, uh, on stage, or are you, you're, are you talking about forbidden photos from backstage? Well, you know, they don't have to be forbidden, necessarily. <laughs> it's kind of wild. They're partying. Like, like there's a, a famous New Year's Eve show he did where he was hammered and, uh, in Chicago. You know, there may be some funny shots from that show, things like that. Uh, I heard of that. But uh, no, uh, I, I actually I I, I kind of not look to get I, I don't you know I wouldn't look to try and get an embarrassing photo or anything like that. Take those on purpose. Certain people I might do that to, but I wouldn't do that to him. You know, I, I think uh, too much of him to do that. But I, I'm really not into embarrassing photos, except for the pictures of him and Bill with the cigars and the girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Very interesting. So. No wild photos we're going to find out about then. But, uh, no, no. There was a girl who was supposedly legendary called the Biter. <laughs> <laughs> Marv Albert? And she came, to, she came to a couple of shows, and I remember it. It was a Hall and Oates show, matter of fact. And he was on stage, and it was in the middle of a song or something, and he goes, oh, no, the Biter. <laughs> I guess she had been somebody from many, many, many years ago. With sharp teeth or something, I don't know what that was about, but uh, there, was, there was the biter, and she introduced herself to me prior to that and says, I'm the biter, and I'm going, oh, that's nice. You know, it didn't dawn on me what the biter was, and I yeah, didn't ask for a demonstration, so. Well, at least she knew the situation and what her name was. Too funny. Yes, I think she was from New Orleans or something. I don't know. Nolens. Nolens, Nolens. All right, we got a call from area code 512. Who we got? Your mama, it's Mott. How you doing? Hey, Mott, what's up? Oh, well, you told me to call in, damn it, so, you know, God forbid. Um, See, I thought people just were inspired on their own. They have to be talked into calling no, in. No, 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 we're inspired, but inspired. We're all inspired, but we're talking to each other about, wow, he's got this, he's done that, and what shows you're talking about. So, yeah, anyway, do, first of all. I want the biter to call in. Yeah, 
Now they get on, they get in the chat room and they start asking me to ask you ten questions. I'm like, won't you call in and ask? Yeah, me? make it more exciting. Yeah. Well, here I am. I'm asking you a question. So forgive me if you've already answered this part. But how okay. did you first get involved doing photos for Todd? That's part one question. Okay. Go on. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the uh, I was always a fan right from uh, the very beginning. A good friend of mine, Jack Raziano, had the very first NAS record. Sweet. And played it for me, and uh, you know, we were—I was a fan always of Todd's, but I never got to see him until October of 1982, and that was with uh, Utopia when they had the Beatles suit tour, and I took pictures that very first show. Uh, as I said, I smuggled in my camera, uh, and you know, started doing it after that. And I had went up to the uh, video studio, and uh, as luck would have it, he was pulling up, and he used to have this black. Porsche to look like a small flying saucer or something. He pulled up in and I just stopped him and talked to him and gave him some pictures. And that's kind of how it started. And then I had worked for a music magazine. I did an interview with Chasm and started getting the stick on photo passes. And over the years, it turned into laminated passes. And, you know, well, that was my next question, which was like, you know, first you kind of snuck it in. How did you get? You know, like permission to do it, and you know how many well, times. Well, I, I also hey, work. Can't do that before you got Todd to say no. He's with me, kind of thing. Well, uh, as I well, I worked for a music magazine, which was a rock and roll music magazine, and I also I, uh, music machine. It was a, what they call a regional publication in upstate okay. New York, Sweet. and it also covered Woodstock and all that. So I, I was with them, and I also did local newspaper work. You know, like hard news. You know, like accidents and you know stick ups and. You know, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so I was a legitimate news photographer, camera person. So you had credentials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you ever, like, have someone say, no, you can't do that, and you had to go get Todd's permission to have him come out and say, leave him alone, he's with me kind of thing? No, no, because I always, I wound up, you know, meeting Mary Lou and everybody oh, yeah. and asking permission, and uh, it was just that first show I, you know, smuggled in and I had never seen him before. Well, I got to tell you, I'm so glad to know that someone is more computer stupid than me because uh, I thought I was the worst. And yeah, I'm uh, the worst. Well, I feel a little bit better, but I, I, I really, I, I, I'm terrible on the computer. I'm just learning, and my friends are razzing about me too, like you know, get with the program. I'm in the <laughs> A-track world. I, I think I'm the only. To I thought I was the only Todd person in the world that uh, wasn't uh, into computers. No, in fact, it, I'm just embarrassed um, by how bad I am, but. I would love to see some of your pictures, so where would we be able to see some of your pictures? In Billy's upcoming book. Oh, well, there you go. And A so Dream really Goes On Forever, Volume 2. Finishing that, and no date on that yet, right? Uh, well, again, let's get the word out. If people would all call the guy well, doing the editing. Let's pressure him, because, you know, I've... I've pressure him. Really dying to see part two. That's all. We'd like to get it out before Christmas, because a lot of people would have asked about, gee, you know, we could buy it. As a present and stuff like I that. Sure, so. it, it would be really nice to do the um, give him the Todd's new album and the mm -hmm. part two book at the same time. A double Excellent. whammy. Hint, hint. Anybody need to know what to give me for Christmas? There uh, you go. And you know, the more we sell a volume two, means there'll be a volume three. <laughs> well, then there's that because the guy ain't done yet, right? Yep. I'm sure it's going to be a part three, possibly four. Oh. Yeah. Um, one last question. Sure. Since you got started in the '80s doing this, right? Uh, yeah, about 1982, October 1982. Who is your photographer buddy who's got the early, early glam stuff? Because i got to tell you, the glam stuff floats my boat. That's my thing. I love costumes. 
Um, those I were I was given those as part of like a collection. Someone says, "Oh, you're a Todd fan," so I didn't get them directly from uh, who took them. So I don't actually know yeah, the person personally. Then, there wasn't very many, you know, shots mm. because they didn't have that great of equipment back. I'll then. tell you who does have a lot of uh, shots from way back then is yeah. Lynn Goldsmith, but I'm sure she sells them at a very high price because it's like a professional business she runs. Well, but yeah, uh, I know she has be worth having because I mean I love the glam days. I mean he was the only person back then besides you know Bowie and Eno and all those guys did it. But they they swung both ways. But you know it was back in the days when you could be glam and never be called gay. Not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with being gay, but I mean he was one of those ballsy guys who could actually get away with wearing purple glitter eyeshadow and pink glitter platform boots. You know? Well, I saw a picture of him where he was done up looked almost like Ace Frehley from Kiss before Kiss did it. You know, I thought oh, yeah, that was pretty way cool. before Kiss. And yeah. so, you know, oh. yeah, I love the glam stuff. So anyway, I'm, I'm dying to see your pictures. I'll be pestering this guy about finishing the books so I can see your pictures. But, yeah, um, yeah let's definitely keep in touch because I'd love to see your stuff. Okay, sounds Thanks great to me. Show, man. It was oh, yeah, it was fun to do. Yeah, it's fun to do. I have a question for anybody out there that's listening. This supposedly is an album that Todd produced of Janis Joplin that was never released, or at least I read that a couple of different places. I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, it's I, true, but I don't think it ever was released. I'd love to know if somebody had a copy. We could uh, ask Chris Anderson. He'd probably know. Uh, that might even be, that would be before Chris even worked with him. Before Chris, well. Yeah, Chris worked from about the beginning of the uh, Utopia Okay, Era. so I'm wrong there. I sit corrected. Uh, he could know about it. Chris knows just about everything. I call him. I nicknamed Chris the Wizard of Woodstock. That's so cute. He's, He's just an amazing, amazing right uh, engineer and producer. Album. What's that? He's working with my sister right now on her new album coming out. What's your sister's name? Uh, Terry Leonino, Magpie. Oh wow! And so she's been working with Chris on a few albums, and she told me. And she's up at Nevesa and Woodstock. She lives in um, Middleburg, so she's like an hour and a half from Woodstock. Okay. So I'm dying to to see this picture because I said I don't even know what Chris Anderson looks like, and I want to see a current picture. So he looks like a uh, uh, to me. He looks like a young George Martin. <laughs> well, I was hoping to meet him at Bearsville, and I, you know, there was a sea of people, and I never did get to meet him. Uh, Chris is a great, great guy. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Looking forward to meeting Chris him. Chris is at the Bearsville show? That's what my sister said. He, he said, was there? I didn't see him either. I was looking for him to see if well, he showed up. She went to work with him just the other day on her, their 35th uh-huh. anniversary CD, and she said he was there. Oh, darn. I missed him. Yeah, well, I have no idea who to look for because I was kind of Well, like, he's, a, he's a very tall, blonde guy with a mustache. Well, that, you just described half of the crowd, so, you know. <laughs> I didn't see that many tall. Well, I wasn't looking for tall blonde guys with mustaches. I was well, looking I for. I have a picture I can send you, Chris. I'll see if I can track one down. But uh, if you want to, the, the book as far as the holdup, I'm not going to mention any names. It's not Billy James. No. You can find. You can send a complaint to ToddData.com. I'll leave it at that. No complaints, suggestions. Yeah, suggestions. yeah. Encouragement to... A little more humanity, please, as Tismi would say. Encouragement to ToddData.com. You should be able to find somebody on there. Let me write all this shit down. ToddData.com. It's just two okay. D's. T-O-D-D-A-T-A.com. Okay. Well, I have nothing brilliant to report, so I guess I could let you go unless you just have a, you know, really just anything you want me to ask. <laughs> I, I guess I can you. let you go. Doug, feed her a question. No. <laughs> when are you going to buy a new computer and get up to speed? I got a new computer. I'll just never be up to speed. Uh, you get somebody to help you out. Yeah. Well, you know, 
As soon as uh, Ed here gets together, then I'll be right behind him. Oh, then that's a long no way off, I think. Okay. Well, it's good talking to you. Thank good you talking to you, me. and uh, good luck to your sister. And uh, she's in good hands, and Chris is wonderful. That's what I figure, and I'm, yep. I'm real proud of her, you know. Nothing gets out the door until it sounds great, so everything coming out of here sounds great. Well, they're super picky people. I mean, you've got to be into folk music, so it's not uh, not the rock and roll that we're hearing from Marina, but, um, of course, I'm proud of her. So if y'all no, no, Chris could do any type of music. Chris is phenomenal. Yep. Well, sweet. Well, thanks for the kind words. I'm sure she'll yep. appreciate it. And I put her website up on the little chat thing. It's magicmusic.com. Hint, hint. Well, good luck to her. <laughs> All right. It was nice talking to you, Ed. Nice talking to you. Keep See on you photographing. Yep. Right. Ciao. Yep. Well, the next show I'm going to do is Saturday at Asbury Park. That's the uh, Sergeant Pepper show. Magpie.com. Yeah, I understand Jesse Gress is the musical director of that particular show. Yes, and Jess uh, Prairie's the drummer, and Todd's the guitar, and Greg Hawks is in it. John Perino. Oh, is he? Yeah. Wow. Cool stuff. Got about Greg. I need and they got like a small orchestra with them too, or something. You got me. I'm going to wow. find out. Yeah. What? Which is the first show you're going to do? I'm going to do the Vegas show August 29th. Thank you very much. Hey, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) That was a good one. All right, we got a call from area code 214. I didn't make them call either. 214, where's that? Texas. Texas. Of course. Oh, hi, Texas. Hello. How are you? Fine, fine, Doug. This is Becky. Hey. I was out rounding up a child that was out playing in someone's backyard after dark, so I'm a little late here. But I wanted to ask Ed, um, I learned photography back in the early 70s uh, with my own home dark room and this digital stuff I have finally picked up, and I like it because it is so easy to use. But um, knowing that probably the majority of what you've shot has been shot old style on film, Correct. I'm curious to know, which do you prefer? Uh, I still like the uh, the film. Uh, it, to me, I the easiest way to explain it is almost like if you see videotape of something, it's really real because of the videotape is so clear. But uh, just think of looking at a motion picture on videotape. It wouldn't look the same as on film. The film, True. like, adds something. Adds. And not to mention the special papers that we used to use. Yeah. Dark yeah. room where you had these lovely textures yeah. and, um, you know, that Ansel Adams sort of uh, richness right. and depth and photographs. So I, I kind of thought that may be the case with you. And yeah. Like I'm a big fan of the computers. Uh, um, I'm a big fan of Matthew Brady, and he was at the time of the Civil War, and yes. he used to develop his on uh, on glass or something in uh, yes. tents out on battlefields. But he's got some of the most amazing photos. He took that one of Lincoln. You may have seen it, where you can see like every pore in his skin. Exactly. And he did this with a camera with like a pinhole poked in it or something. No, just the most. <laughs> primitive yeah but he's got some of the greatest uh, photos ever done i think uh but uh and he did everybody he did like about seven or eight presidents he did pictures of presidents i didn't even know they had photos of you know like martin van buren and (laughs) andrew jackson i got a book on matthew brady and i go wow yeah he did that you know you got tom thumb you know tiny tim and uh, yes yes got the original tiny tim not the uh, guy the other guy exactly from the uh Old Circus Day yeah. shows and whatnot. Well, P.T. Barnum. Uh, he had um, Mark Twain. You know, people in history that you normally don't see photographs of. I didn't even know they had them. He took mm-hmm. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, so what have you what have you been doing in terms of preserving your precious stock of photos from all these decades? Have you begun to scan everything and have no. digital <laughs> renderings? Nothing. No, I have photos, I have negatives and you know, they're in packages and boxes and they're in uh filing cabinets. I have like mountains of photos. Mm-hmm. Of many, uh, I, I like I said, I worked for a rock and roll magazine for eleven years, and I did just about everybody mm-hmm. under the sun uh, that you could possibly think of, except for maybe like Phil Collins or somebody I didn't right. do. Right. Uh, so when you shoot these days, you're shooting strictly digital, or yeah, yeah. Actually, I said it before, and it sounded like a joke, but I had all my regular cameras stolen, so oh, I had did. to replace them with digital, uh, mm-hmm. digital. Uh, cameras so i have two digital cameras i use and they're both canons and they're good cameras uh but you know i, m- I miss and i like the uh the film but you know there's certain things that are like hey wow this is pretty cool you know and the digital you know you can lighten them up you can darken them you can do this you can do that with them yes it's extremely easy and um the versatility is instantaneously available to you it's just right you know, right there at your immediate control but at the same time when i i go to shows to see Todd or just any kind of a show, I'm so tempted to have both. I have cameras, you know, in each mm-hmm. um, type, and it's hard enough just to get one camera in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly, getting two would be a real trick. So I used to like to shoot nights, with with 1600 speed film because it was real good in the low light. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I remember pushing. Mm-hmm. Pushing and the developing uh, process. Now you can get the regular straight 1600 uh, speed film. Yeah. Fuji makes it. I think it's called Fuji Press. They make an 800 and a 1600. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, I won't keep you much longer. Oh, that's right. Do preserve what you have because someday in the future on some other broadcast program, somebody will be referencing your work. We're going to put them in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they that's take awesome. Todd in there. Terrific. Uh, hey, you want to share with uh, Ed? You 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 came in a little late. Mm-hmm. Ed said he'd like to see Todd do an album of '60s covers. You want to give a couple '60s on your list? Do you have any on there of your list? Oh, of well, they weren't all '60s, um, but here's a couple that just in my head I hear. Um, mm-hmm. You know how some days you wake up and there's a song in your head. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one that. Um, I've always wanted to hear Todd do because of his voice, you know, mm-hmm. the range of his voice. And it's one from the musical Hair, Easy to be Hard. It's oh, yeah. Not a, it's not a rockin' tune, but it's a definitely um, very dramatic, um, you know, solitary piece that I think he could do quite nicely. It'd be good for and, a Viagra commercial. <laughs> Oh, now that sounded like one of the jokes that Michelle was telling that <laughs> yes. said years ago they no, used to throw room keys, now they throw Viagra on the stage. Or <laughs> <laughs> and that, well, another one that I, I think about, um, you know, the songs in the shower is what I call them. Um, you might laugh at this one, but um, again, because his voice is so beautiful. Uh, and it would be quite daring to redo this one, I think, because we have only we only associate it with the one artist or the, the duo that performed it previously. Um, I kind of wondered if uh, Bridge Over Troubled Waters would be um, something to consider. But then mm. again, very soft, very you know light stuff. Um, 
those are not hard rocking tunes. Yeah, I know it's quite a yeah exactly quite a shift. But those are just uh, in terms of just hearing his voice um, mm-hmm. do something different. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that. How about an old uh, rocking '60s tune? What would you like to hear him do? Oh my goodness! Ooh. Probably one that would be a lot of fun. Right. Devil with the blue dress. Oh, um, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's a real good song. Oh yes, get it the is. the whole room going. You know. Yep. Everybody can go in and uh, chime Matter in. Matter of fact, there's a, uh, a story in a, in a conversation he and I had one time. Uh, talking about, you know, as kids and what we listened to, he said he remembered, uh, like, skipping school in Philadelphia and going to the Paramount in New York. Mm-hmm. And they had a uh, show uh, that featured uh, Wilson Pickett. The headliners were Wilson Pickett and Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels. And they also had, like, uh, the Cream on the show and the Who and everybody. Yeah. And he said they all come out and did one song. You know, the Who would come out and do My Generation, wreck their equipment, go off, and the Cream would come out and do I'm So Glad or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but the headliners was Mitch Ryder, and uh, and they alternated from show to show, uh, and uh, Wilson Pickett. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've seen Mitch Ryder in a few shows, and he's very, very good. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. He still goes of, out and one plays. One of the best from that time. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, that stuff is just so embedded in us, you know. It's, yeah. it's a part of us. And then um, maybe some Stevie Wonder music. Oh, uh, yeah. American Idol. Uh, uh, what was that? American Idol. <laughs> no. How about no. Roger Linder says he should do some monkeys. Mm, monkeys, maybe not. Nah, not, <laughs> not my favorite, but you know, Stevie Wonder's, um, you know. God does a great cover on one of his albums of Tin Soldier by uh, the Small Faces. Mm. I think it's on the ever popular Tortured Artist Effect. That's a great cover. I think it's a great cover of Tin yeah. Soldier. I love that song. And it's done very well. And, of course, his Good Vibrations is a great cover. I know. I, I uh, like to, uh, on occasion, surprise friends when we have people over, and I put that on, and they just think it's it's the each voice. voice. Yeah. That's what I said when I do the, give the test. I play them together to people, and I go, which one is the Beach Boys one? They go, oh, well, that one sounded better. That's the Beach Boys one. It's always is. Yeah, no one ever gets it right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, a, it's a fun thing to do, but um, no, uh, he's extremely talented. And there is a studio recording of him doing uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. It's very good. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. That one is is um, is haunting when he's done it in, in concert. You hear yes, it, it is. and um, it is just beautiful. It, it's just Everybody, I think, gets a, a few tears. So I, I think it's far enough out where his next tour, this is an idea, he should do an album such as that and do like like he's doing with the Beatles show. They do all their hits and they come back on and do the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Do a sixties show. He could put the, together a band and uh do a do a sixties uh, cover show and then yeah. the other half of the show is all his hits. Which exactly. compasses from the sixties starting with Naz all the way through now. Exactly. exactly. I think that is a cool that idea. Would be- Hey, that not only just a show, that sounds to me like it could be a weekend event. <laughs> could be all weekend. That could last a number of days, perhaps. Yes, it should. Well, I saw him with Ringo, and uh, the one tour he had Jack Bruce with him. Uh, and uh, they were Jack Bruce and him, obviously, were doing, uh, you know, the... You know the cream, uh, the cream hits. You know, White Room and Sunshine of Your Love, and that, that sounded like really cool, really cool stuff. It's all good. Uh, of course, there's the famous story. 
in Atlantic City of Jack Bruce flipping out on stage <laughs> and then another tour on the Abbey Road tour, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it would be a, a great uh, a great uh, show to see him do yeah. that stuff. They could just, they could just uh, do uh, an improv. We just uh. throw out the titles and... Yeah. Chris Anderson had a tape of Utopia doing uh, 96 Tears, which I thought was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. And then, of course, Utopia did that cover of For the Love of Money. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. That one that uh, one was excellent. Um, yeah. We've actually played 96 Tears here on this radio show. On uh, We had a show called The Bootleg Show. You got it from Chris? Tony Rogers had it, no? Tony Rogers had it. Kathy's Clown and 96 Tears. Oh, Kathy's Clown, I never heard. Just dig back into the archives. Wow. Really? It must have came from Chris. Those archives. Chris had hundreds of shows taped live on cassettes. Yeah, Chris was going to hook us up. We we were trying to think of some stuff that we might want, um, Mm. and I just haven't followed up with them. There was a few songs that we never could find live. Um, Mm. I remember, I think it was Is That Love was one of them. Mm-hmm. Just some, you know, a few, few of them that we were looking at that just nothing yeah. heard live. Mm-hmm. Was... So you're from Texas. Uh, what's the price of gas in Texas? Um, I think at the moment it's probably around just under four, maybe about three ninety-three. Oh, they're giving it away there. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but it it has dropped a little bit, about oh. you know fifteen cents or so, oh. but. Um, I don't do much driving anymore. It's just too darn hot. Wow. And what part of Texas are you in? Uh, Dallas. Oh, okay. Fort Worth. And um, we've been back here for several months after being in New Mexico. So wow. this summer, it's, uh, we're back to Texas, and summers are not easy here. So, um, wow. Um, but um, we like being back home. And certainly in a state where we have an opportunity to see Todd a little more Frequently, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. when I was in New Mexico, I had to dash all over the country to catch shows, but that was wow. okay because I had an excuse to leave town for a few days. Yeah, there you go. So there um, you go. it was it was helping to maintain my sanity. And let me ask you a question: <laughs> What's your favorite Todd album? Oh, mm. well, oh. if I just had to have one to keep, I'll be faithful because you like. Covers. How about if I picked one from each decade? <laughs> um, uh-huh. Well, I'd have to say probably the well something anything, mm-hmm. and I know that was you know his is er, one of his early works, and he's mm-hmm. he's not so fond of that so much anymore. Mm-hmm. But in terms of really um, snagging my interest and and showing me you know how music mm-hmm. could be treated in so many different types of styles mm-hmm. and genres on you know a double mm-hmm. album that was a pretty um eye opener ear right. opener and um but of course um nearly human was extremely mm-hmm. extremely good so i think those two but i like them all <laughs> what's your favorite song off nearly human off oh Probably, well, the one that I like a lot is uh, Parallel Line. Yeah, it's my favorite off the album, too. And then, um, and I also like the Want of a Nail. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, you know, you've got, you've got to have a soft one, and then you have to have uh, one that cooks. And yeah, so yeah. that would be for me the. Uh, I have a recording from uh, Toad's Place in New Haven from about, oh, maybe 1985 or 84, where he actually tried out 
parallel lines, just him on the piano. It was really great. Oh, Very yeah. pretty, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the song, you know, there is one song that I wish Todd would re-record um, off of the a cappella album. The, um, Something to fall back on. Uh, pretending to care. Okay. He performed it beautifully when he was on tour with Joe mm-hmm. Jackson and mm-hmm. with Ethel. Um, again, it was not done in the bebop kind of style that mm-hmm. it was on that recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to hear that done again in studio. That right. I think is oh, it's a beautiful song. Right. That literally had us in tears. So the, mm-hmm. the people on our aisle, we just all kind of glanced at one another, and yes, we were all. Did you ever get to see the uh, the acapella tour? That was no, a very no. good tour to photograph with all the no, singers. No, I was having little ones at that time. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you have I couldn't get away. Of Mary Lou, Ed? What's that? Do you have good pictures of Mary Lou on stage? Yes, yes, she performed every night. Uh, she was the road manager and also performed. I don't know how she was able to do both we jobs. Don't, but I have uh, a lot of photos of her doing that. There's one out there, and it's kind of crappy. Yeah, no, I have some photos of her doing that, yeah. Chasm was also on that, and so was Michelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Chasm yeah, that was great. are not hard to find. Huh? <laughs> Chasm photos are not hard to find. Oh, there's zillions of them out there. <laughs> and he's uh, yeah. he's a real nice, agreeable guy. He's very easygoing. We've had him on multiple times. We love Chasm. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in from Texas. Thank you. Take care, yep. Doug. Yep, be good. Be good. Good night, Ed. Good night. Right. Right, we've, got, we've got another call coming in. Let's take a quick break and we'll take a call from Erica. Sure thing. Oh, yeah. Hang tight with me. Hi there. This is Prairie Prince. I'm the drummer for Todd Rundgren, the Tubes, the Jefferson Starship. Just about anybody else that wants to got me bang on my drum all day long. We are now listening to Rundgren Radio. Hey, we uh, just before we got about ten minutes left, so I'll make sure I didn't even talk about this as a birthday show, and it's actually pretty big news. I think people actually love Rachel Hayden, the bass player currently touring with Todd. I believe his first female that plays an instrument to tour with him, and she is going to be our guest next Tuesday night, same bat time, same bat channel. Tuesday, eight thirty Eastern. Rachel Hayden, a guest on Runner Radio. Don't miss it. And call in and say hello to Rachel if you got to see the tour. Let her know how good she did and how much you enjoyed seeing her. And you'll see her again soon because she's going to be back out there. All right, 614, what do you have for us? Howdy, fellas. Hey. Hey. Can you hear me? You hear me? Okay, all right. Hey, man, that's awesome you got Rachel Hayden on. Her dad is a bad bass player. Oh, yeah. He's just a monster. Okay, let's see. Where I quit? Real quick, I'll try not to take too long. Uh, you were talking about the Viagra commercial earlier. <laughs> I always maintain that they already wrote the quintessential Viagra commercial. Uh, actually, Chasm wrote it on Swing to the Right. You know, what better one than the up? <laughs> Go for the up, yeah. I'm on the up, yeah. As you, as you can see, I'm easily amused. Anyway, um, uh, let's see. Oh, Mr. McCarty, uh, I'm a pseudo-drummer, and I was thinking about something that happened a couple of weeks ago on a gig I was on. There was, there was a photographer up on the stage, and, uh, uh, of course, I got to watch the circus from the back. But at one point, the bass player got a wild hair and ran across the stage, not looking, and absolutely body-slammed this photographer. That was up there, and uh, I was curious. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you by any chance? Um, no, not from a not from a band. I've had uh, I've been at shows like uh, a Skid Row show where uh, what's his name Sebastian Bach 
pick the hat off my head and put it on for a song. You know, use my hat. And, uh, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, the, the nearest thing to being bodily hurt is uh, I didn't know the first time I went to a Ramon show. And they were announcing the band, and it was calm. The minute they hit the first note, everybody was like in a mosh pit, and I was surrounded by people, you know, punching and pushing each other. <laughs> I imagine CBGB is probably an easy place to get hurt back then or somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This was at a place called The Chance in Poughkeepsie, uh, where ah. the Ramon show that I saw, and it was pretty wild. You know, from that Weird. point, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting Todd that. But there's usually no violent people at Todd's shows. <laughs> gotcha. Here's another one for you. Were you okay? You said you were you uh, were shooting the Love Bomb tour. Uh, yeah. Okay, Love Bomb. Yeah, that's yeah. That was Tubes Utopia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you come through Columbus, Ohio, by any chance? That no. Time? No. I okay. was at uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion. I was in Middletown, New York. Uh, oh shoot, where else? Uh, it was a whole bunch of them, but they were like. You know, on the East Coast. You know, up oh, okay. The East Coast. Yeah. Okay, because I was at the, the only Ohio movie. shows I've done with Todd was one uh, was the uh, Second Wind tour uh -huh. at the yep. Stamball Auditorium in uh, Youngstown, and mm -hmm. uh, just this past January uh, I was at a theater in Cleveland with him. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I, see. I was at the Columbus gig. In fact, I got to play on Willie's Trapparatus. I met Prairie Prince going on the way into Soundcheck, and they didn't know how wow. to get into the place, but I did because I worked in the pit there. So right. he brought me backstage for Soundcheck. And yeah, yeah the Trapparatus was an amazing thing. Yeah. I burned up in a fire as far as I know. Yeah, from what I understand, yeah, in Cleveland. it was just Now it was just a lump of molten metal and plastic, I guess. Wow. Wow. But, hey, 614, yeah. who, who is this? Who are you? My name is Sammy. Sammy, where are you calling from? Columbus, Ohio. Bus. All right, sorry about Where kids go to have kids, yeah. <laughs> uh, I understand but, Eric Clapton lives in Columbus, Ohio. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, I played his sister-in-law's wedding. His huh. wife is from Columbus. Right, and, and he, he lives there. He was in an interview on Larry King. And he said right. he lives there. He likes it because he roams around and people don't know who he is and the ones who yeah. do don't bother him. Right, yeah, Columbus is such a flyover town, pretty much. That, yeah, you can you can be pretty inconspicuous because there's a lot of you know strange agents running around anyway. So he he would actually blend in to be a lot more normal than a lot of what's going on around here. And uh, <laughs> uh, Eric's wife wasn't or Eric wasn't there, but his wife was there with the baby at that time. Wow, wow. and uh, a lot of very drunken Englishmen. <laughs> well, well, fellas, um, you know I don't want to eat up your time or anything. Thank you very much. Good luck. No with problem. Now. No problem. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, man. Sammy from Seabus. Uh, I like that. Good stuff. He might, obviously is a musician, but I didn't get to find out what he played there because he drums. Hit it off. Drums. He's a drummer. Yeah, he said he was a drummer. Yeah. Drummers are a weird bunch, aren't they? You know. Yeah, but they're drummer. good guys. Drummers are good guys. They're the, they're the backbone of the band. Yeah. Bass and the drums, the backbone of the band. So, you like? Uh, I mean, you've seen a lot of drummers. Um, a lot of people think Prairie Prince is underrated. Should be getting a little more love. What do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, he's very good, very good drummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like seeing him. Yeah. I always liked Willie too. I thought Willie was great. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Urbano, I've seen uh, play with Todd. He's very good too. Yeah, where'd you see Urbano uh, and Todd play? Uh, he was in uh, the Second Wind. Uh, was it Second Wind or Neil Human tour? Yeah. And uh, he played with him a few dates. Uh, oh, late last year, uh, he was at Asbury Park at the Stone Pony. Yeah, I know it'll shock you, but we had Michael Urbano on as a guest here before. Yeah. He was, nice guy. Uh, he, I got to see him in Texas. He was mm -hmm. he briefly toured with Todd. He was great. He was a lot of fun. Yeah. And he um, <laughs> was so funny after getting to meet him over there in Texas. You know, I talked to him, you know, for a couple hours on the show, and then got to meet him. And 
then we had Larry Tag on, and we've had Brent Bourgeois since then as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that song, I Don't Mind, so I checked right. it out on YouTube. And Sounds Bono's like something that should have been on Beatles 6. Yeah, Urbano's on the video, and it's so funny. He's got this, I don't know, this, uh, like 80s, I think his hair, it looks like a very blonde, but it just, it's so funny looking. When you look at mm-hmm. him back then, you look at him now, you're just like, that is hilarious. But don't like the same guy, yeah. On there. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool, though. I like Urbano a lot. So fun stuff, but Willie, uh, we've had Willie on as well, and Willie, you know, was actually, uh, rumor has it that Willie was at the uh, one or two of the shows in California oh, right. a couple months ago to see Todd, so I don't know if they're chatting about anything or not, but that'd be interesting. Well, not too long ago, uh, I went to uh, Sanctuary Records, was filming a video, and I guess they did Roger and uh, Todd in California interviewing about the band and songs, and they did Willie and Chasm together at Willie's house down in uh, a secret part of New Jersey I can't reveal. <laughs> and uh, I was there uh, doing uh, pictures uh, for uh, Sanctuary. That was, you know, one of, maybe now it's two or three years ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't even know if that video ever came out. I hope it did. It was pretty good interviews. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen that. Willie's in Mexico now. Oh, he lives in Mexico? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he was in uh, some part of uh, lower New Jersey, hmm. southern New Jersey. I don't know why it was, you know, I guess it's easy to get over there. I don't know why he was in California for those shows or whatever. It would be interesting huh. to be a fly on the wall. But yeah. uh, Roger's working for Apple Computers and has a good gig, good job for himself. Huh. Those guys are great, man. Yeah, Roger's uh, another wonderful person. I've been to his house when he, you know, he lived up in this area. Couple of different houses. Uh, he had one in Beacon and one up in uh, Rhinebeck. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a Christmas Eve interview with Roger one time, which was kind of fun. And I got him to pile all his keyboards around him and you know get pictures and stuff. But all those guys were like just very, very nice people. No attitudes or anything. Very nice. Wow. All right, well, we're wrapped up, man. We got a minute left. I told you time would fly. I appreciate you being on, Ed McCarthy. Oh, it's fun. Fun. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. We'll be in yeah. touch. See, we'll get some of those pictures and. Uh, all that good stuff. And Keep we can do an update. Stay in the loop. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Good stuff, man. Hey, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Talk Have a happy. All Be right, good. everybody. Don't forget, next week, Rachel Hayden, same bat time, same bat channel. It's Tuesday, 830. Rachel Hayden here on RunganRadio.com. Everybody have a great night.